Hello and welcome to episode 62 of Game Time with Manny. As always, I am here with Matt. And uh, I don't even know how to start the podcast right now. My brain is fried, I feel. Uh, there's a lot happened. Oh Yeah. yeah. Some very bad things and some very positive things. I think the Nintendo Direct was great. How did you feel about it? I I, I don't know how you can complain about it, but oh there my God. are So people... many people are losing their... Br- I don't get it, man. Well... I feel like recently Nintendo has been like the crazy dream maker. All this shit keeps happening that a decade ago people would have thought was like impossible or never going to happen. And they just keep cranking it out. Well, I feel like that stuff happened here. It did. I... I I'm very excited. Everything that happened in the Nintendo Direct, I think, is sick. Well, not everything. Okay, there was one thing that I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, why is... Why? Well, and I think we may have the same thought on that one. Uh, we'll see. I, we might not. I have one that I... I don't know if I wrote it in here. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> it became very clear yeah. the way I wrote it. That was like, why did you... What? Um. Okay, so... I will start with something positive-ish. Yeah, I see this one. I don't know how to feel. I feel it's just Telltale, the company that we talked about. I think about a year ago. Yeah, and how they basically just unceremoniously mm-hmm. canned everyone, uh, no notice whatsoever, while they yeah. still had multiple projects in the works. Um, they yeah, they just shut down, and someone's bringing them back, or a couple guys. I don't remember the names. Um, We'll see. One of the guys was is coming from what mob like some mobile games. Yeah, some mobile game thing that I I don't recall off the top of my head, but it's just so weird because yeah. Telltale was done and then other studios took in a lot of those people. Right. And like most of them have probably moved on at this point. I know a handful of them went to work at the Walking Dead owned studio mm-hmm. to finish the Walking Dead game. But beyond that, I don't, I, like, are they, so I, I didn't see if they would still have the rights to any of the things that they had before. Like, almost certainly not. Like, no, they, they shouldn't no. be able to make another Wolf Among Us game without licensing that. They'll probably have to work out the licensing yeah, and everything. Yeah, I don't think that they will do that. Like, I, I mean, I don't think that the companies that they had worked with before would be super gung-ho to be like, oh, here we are again. I have no idea. Like, it, they're going to have to... And it, I don't know. They still have the engine and stuff, so... Yeah, I, I feel like... I don't... And I, I know this sounds bad, but I feel like... It, I don't know if it'd be better to just not hire any of those people back, because, like... <laughs> And I know it was the management and the higher ups, but at a certain point, the games did come kind of stagnant. Yeah, I like they needed a new engine very badly, and they seemed like they were pivoting to work on it right yes. when they got yes. destroyed. So that's so bizarre. To I, me. I I'm not going to say anything negative about this, but like no, I I don't think it's inherently negative. I just think it cautiously is, optimistic. Yeah, like it's that's very the, strange. Just, you know, I'll keep an open mind. We'll see how it turns out. I just, I mean, we're not going to see anything for probably two plus years. Yeah, at least. Although, so. like, they're not going to make a whole entire game. They'd probably just make one episode. Yeah, so. I would guess. So they had a couple original things, like mm-hmm. Puzzle Agent, which I really liked Puzzle Agent. So maybe they'll make a part three of that or something. 
Because I would assume that they still have the rights to that IP since it was wholly original. See, I don't even... like. It, did they just buy the name? They may have just opened a new company and called, called it, it Telltale Tell- and you been do like, that? I don't care. Is that legal? I don't know how the law works. I, I, I don't know. Like, could, could we just start a company called Acclaim? Probably not. <laughs> right? I mean, no. <laughs> but there was no company called Telltale anymore. But, but Acclaim is gone. I mean, I, too, they are right? technically gone. Someone owns the name, probably. <sighs> And I, I, I guess. Like, I, I don't know that anyone got Telltale. I think they just, like, dissolved into <sighs> dust. Yeah. <laughs> so. that's and, and it's not like, yeah, like, they had that one original property. I right. think it was Puzzle Agent. All the other ones, it's not like someone is inheriting the Marvel license or the Game of Thrones license or the Wall. Mm. You know, any of the 800,000 license things they worked on. Yeah. So, so. it's I, that it is a weird one, for I'm just, sure. I'm just trying to think, like, of all their new stuff. What would be the easiest to get the license again? And like, I can't even think of one because it was Marvel, it was Batman, it, Fables, maybe Fables for another Wolf Among Us. Yeah, that's that's the one that I kept seeing people want the most because I I think that one deserved another. Yeah, that was shot. Well but yeah, like I, yeah, Marvel and DC. Just don't see it. Tales happening. from the Borderlands. I could gear, but that would probably be the easiest one to get. That's yeah, <laughs> because Gearbox would probably just be like, "All right, sure." And like Gearbox, like took some of those characters and actually and put, put them in, in the Borderlands, Borderlands Three. Yeah, so like maybe maybe that. Yeah, I don't know, but yeah, it's a very very weird May- thing. Try Jurassic Park again. Ooh, no, no, no. <laughs> that one was so bad. That one was where they tr- they started trying to make them a little bit more actiony, mm-hmm. and it would God, those ones were bad. It, by the sounds, like they needed to do that to get to The Walking Dead, because like yeah, The I, Walking Dead was right after that, so they learned from their mistakes. I guess, yeah. Maybe just don't pick a Jurassic Park as a I, yeah. I mean, like there wasn't a Jurassic Park. Um, what do you elect uh, is it not alexa yeah alexa the amazon oh really there's a game on there you could oh it's a yes you just talk <laughs> and it's in the jurassic park universe okay it's bad i bet i heard people play it i listened to them play okay it, it was bad nice uh the next thing that happened was also very bad all yeah. of it was all of it was very bad and I still feel so bad <laughs> because of it. So, as most people know, in films and stuff like that, there was the Me Too movement where right. people came forward with allegations of sexual abuse and harassment, and it made a lot of other people do that as well. Yes. That didn't so much happen in video games because of something called Gamergate. Which I don't really want to get into in depth on this podcast, but it basically was a targeted harassment campaign right. against mostly women, but also people who are advocating for uh, less over-sexualization and basically who people would consider social justice warriors if they were extreme tools. And now people just say politics. Ah, yes. The politics. Uh, yeah. Um, There's a woman protagonist. <laughs> the politics. <laughs> so if you want to go look up Gamergate, I, maybe we'll talk about it in depth at some point, but mm, I, right. I don't necessarily really want to do that because it's just it doesn't need more press than it had. I don't, I don't even want to talk about this. I mean, like, we need to talk about 
about it, but it's not something this, like... I mean, this is just terrible yeah, all around. Yeah. So, uh, the first one that came out for video games was Jeremy Sewell, the composer of currently Guild Wars 2, but he had also composed Skyrim and numerous other things. He was accused by a woman uh, that he raped her, and a few other people had come forward with allegations like that. He is the main one who denied it. He mm-hmm. like came right out and was like, no, I did not do this. I'm contacting legal advisement or whatever. Um, but just like it did in the film industry, it opened the floodgates on a lot of other sexual abuse and allegation cases. Uh, I didn't write them all down here because there were way more than this. Right. Uh, so I'll just say the two that were, that happened later, Ben Judd, the voice of Phoenix, Wright, And also like a very consistent translator. He, uh, apparently is very crude and abusive and private and also you know flashes his dick in public while out with a bunch of people and a really weird things um a woman had come forward and said that the co-founder of oculus michael antonov mm-hmm. during a private demo of the oculus rift so she couldn't see anything he put his hand up her skirt mm. what the like what the yeah. fuck and so then, Zoe Quinn, who is one of the people that Gamergate targeted the most, she has had it super rough for a very long time, and she's often the target of a lot of harassment and things like that. But when she saw that someone had talked out about Jeremy Sewell uh, sexually abusing them, she uh, had a whole thread of tweets about how Alex Holoka, the person who had composed the music for Night in the Woods who had composed the music for Towerfall, Mm. so many other games. And he's like, he was a brilliant programmer. He worked with Derek Yu on Aquaria, which is one of the first uh, indie games that Derek Yu ever put out. Um, And he didn't, I, I can't, I can't even say that without like, I don't know. He didn't rape her. He did sexually abuse her. And some of the stuff that she described is like crazy graphic. Mm. Um, and he, like, basically was super abusive to her emotionally and essentially kept her prisoner in the apartment they lived in. And it just, it was awful, right? And right. other than her, a bunch of other people came out and said the same thing. People he had worked with in the past. Mm-hmm. Matt Thorson, the guy who made Towerfall and Celeste, said, yes, we cut ties with him because of various things like this and he's not a good person to work with. Um, God, that just, if so many people are cutting ties, like, how did this not come out sooner? And so, the thing that a lot, I saw a lot of people saying was, so this is particularly hard for me, because Night right. in the Woods was a Dude. very important game for me. Like, it yes. is one of my favorite games of all time. It has a lot to do with mental health and things like that. Um, the two people that made Night in the Woods, other than Alec, um... Bethany Hockenberry and Scott Benson, they did not know any of this was happening, Mm -hmm. but they also had a separate bad time with him that Scott Benson wrote up this whole medium thing, and it was like pages and pages long. It took me like 30 minutes to read. It just seems like Alec was uh, not 
mentally stable mm. for a lot of that. And he would often fly off the handle and talk trash about his ex-girlfriends and stuff. And, you know, the, the way Scott and Bethany worked with him was all like through Skype calls and things like that because they live in Pennsylvania and he lived in Canada. Mm. So basically Alec had contacted them and said, Hey, do you want to work on a game together? And so Scott was like, yeah, totally. Mm -hmm. And it was his first game he had ever worked on. They did Scott and Bethany. They're married and they have, uh, they did all of the writing on night in the woods. Whereas Alec did a lot of the music and the programming. Oh, so he did a lot of the work on that, but there were months at a time where he would just like disappear from the project so, like, reading it, it, Scott Benson's post on Medium is wild because he, like, legitimately thought they were never going to finish that game because Alec would just disappear. And he was afraid to say things to him because he would, like, fly off the handle mm. and say he was going to kill himself and do all these very mentally unstable things, right? Mm -hmm. And Scott also being a mentally not well person was on medication for it and stuff and so alec would say things about oh i'm not taking my medication or whatever and he would try to be like yo dog like i know exactly what this yeah. is like you ha you have to do that and he felt like he became responsible for his life which makes it so much worse that alec never responded to any of those allegations and he committed suicide later that week and like oh, it just all of it sucks it's yeah. so bad and people people should not be abused in this way. Well, yeah. And it's just everything about mm -hmm. it sucks. And more and more of these allegations keep coming out now against all sorts of people. Well, and it just technically it started a couple weeks ago. With what one? Well, with like the fighting game stuff. Oh, with, that is true. Where they where the Flo was accused and, of and uh, guilty. Yeah. The, and Guilty admitted that yeah. she was uh, sexually harassing people yes. openly at tournaments. Yes. And then she closed her Twitter account and be, she said, like, people who would seem to be okay with this are wrong. Like, I have mm -hmm. to change my behavior. Yeah, yeah. So, like, that's the best way I think you could admit that and take that. Right. Whereas the thing with Flo never... I still don't know how that went. There was... This girl accused him and two other people of, like, raping he, her or whatever. He, he he got legal counsel and then said it did not happen. I uh, the story, because I do remember reading all about this, was, like, she was passed out. And then she, like, woke up where he was, like, heading towards her type oh, of thing. okay. And then she, like, got scared and ran out. Interesting. But he, he never responded uh, other than that initial thing that I saw that said, I'm contacting legal. Oh, yes. And, uh, and I'll, I'll have, like, a statement later, and then I never yeah. saw a statement. No. So they probably advised him against making a statement. And so I don't know if you saw, but do you remember when Pro Jared was a total creepo? Mm -hmm. uh, oh, he put yes, up a, yes. just, a, like, last week or the week before, he put up a fucking video explaining himself months later. That's like a tacit admission of your guilt, dog. If you can't put up, and he looked so disheveled and like not great, and he had he put links in the description to all of his YouTube channels. What? <laughs> you can't you can't do that. Hmm. And it just, oh man, it all it fucking sucks. And people are terrible. Mm -hmm. I the only good thing I think that is coming out of this is people are sharing their experiences well, and I, people are 
a lot of people are like saying, yeah, that's awful, and I feel totally well, bad. Well, like, to you, um, in another positive is like people are coming out about this stuff, so like it'll stop happening at yeah. least for like these people. Like Alec will never hurt another person. <laughs> no, I, I, just, I just Jesus Christ, it's really fucked up and sad, and these other people just as sad. But like, hopefully, this will stop the behavior and the gaming community and just and so like the other part of this is right after uh alec had been accused they cut ties with him like Mm -hmm. they made a statement saying like we will not be working on with him in future games and they were working on like a small game for the kickstarter backers of night in the woods that they Mm -hmm. canceled um and they postponed the physical release through limited run games Mm -hmm. and were looking into like what they could do about that um yeah that's so it it turns out also that they had basically cut ties with him anyways like Mm they would never really spoke much and alec had made this whole other indie initiative so a lot of misunderstanding in this comes into play where they there's a logo for infinite fall at the beginning of night in the woods which was just a name they made up for a thing like there was no like company called that Mm -hmm. so it they never were necessarily like tied to working together or whatever. Right. Um, but where where this comes into play for me is I always feel like when this kind of thing happens, people immediately are like, "We should boycott this product and not give those people any more money." And while I do, I I go both ways on it, right? Because like I think Night in the Woods is one of the most meaningful games for me personally that I've ever played. Right. Right. I can't just. Do you punish them? I, I can't just undo that right. from my life. I can't just be like, oh shit, this terrible person worked on this game, and it was a very meaningful part of it. Right. I You can't just like, I, I don't know. I mean, do you punish the, the people that yeah, were do, also involved that had nothing to do with Scott it? Do you punish Scott and Bethany, who didn't know that was going on and were not it, like enabling his behavior or anything? Like, they didn't know. At this point, that's who you're punishing. It, exactly. And I... But all those other things, too. Like, people were saying, like, oh, we should never buy Towerfall anymore. Right. Like, all these other things. And it's like... Or S- Skyrim. I mean, that's not going to make any difference because so no. many people already bought Skyrim. But, like... It just sucks. And I, I don't know how to feel about it because I get where people say, like, I'm not yeah. going to buy this and support it. And I understand that. Right. But I also don't feel like a work should be totally condemned because of that. Yeah. I, and I, I go both ways. Not to go off a little off topic, but last episode we talked about the Game Informer. Yeah. And I saw people like, oh, I'm never going to go to GameStop ever again because of this. And, it, and I, 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 it's one of those things where I'm sure they're like... We appreciate the sentiment, but that is not going to help Game Informer. No, that would actually be worse for them. Yes, yeah, so yeah. it's just one of those situations where, like... But then, like, continuing to go there is encouraging what they're doing. So it just kind of come, becomes this thing where, like, there isn't an easy answer. And everyone's going to have different, like, opinions on that, so... Yeah, I just... All of it sucks <laughs> yes, shit, yes, and I this don't... Is... This and this is a story that needs to be talked about, but like it's definitely, I think this is the worst one we have ever talked about. Probably, yeah. And it just is, um, it's not good. No. And Zoe Quinn, when she came out and said that she was abused, uh, the people who were big in Gamergate came and oh, yeah, basically sure. said the worst shit to her. And then when Alec. Uh, committed suicide it got even worse and she had mm-hmm. to delete her twitter account and like fucking 
come on. I just... I, Holy I, shit, dude. I it just sucks. Yeah. And I, I there is no there's no real solution for it. Mm-hmm. The people on the internet will always be shitty. I saw today people being upset that um a summons cooch was covered up in the remaster of Final Fantasy Eight. People are up in arms. People get upset about dumb shit. Mm-hmm. People be really shitty in a very serious oh, yeah. real situation. It sucks. Yeah. To pivot out of this, Matt. Well, how about let's just pivot into something a little more positive. Yeah. I brought up the Game Informer stuff. Okay, yeah. Uh, the day we recorded the podcast at Imran Khan, yeah. he, he was hired by Kind of Funny. I was going to say, he is hosting the next two daily shows for them, at least. Well, and also they're bringing in two Game Informer people. Nice. Which Greg Miller actually footed the bill to fly him out to San Francisco. Damn, dog. To, it's um, Suriel and J.V. Gwaltney. Nice. So, like, yeah. he. I mean, Greg is doing stuff for them, at least. I mean, Yeah, and that, hired, that's cool. Yeah. I, Greg is, it seems like a genuinely nice yes. guy. Greg Miller, that's kind of funny. Yeah. He comes off a little strong. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, and I understand why people wouldn't like him, but, like, at the same time, like, he... I mean, I think he'd be, like, one of the nicest people you ever meet. So. One of my favorite Greg Miller things was uh, Giant Bomb E3, where he took off his shirt and was eating chicken wings. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. uh, yep. Yeah. <laughs> that was, that was yeah. great. That was great. So I don't really watch Kind of Funny, but, like, I'm I just, Yeah, like, I generally do not. It's too much. It's, like, an hour every day. It is, so it's a lot, but I also, I think Greg and Tim Geddes and all of them are also mm. a lot yes, in general, yes. and I... But I appreciate, yeah, like, they I, do the the indie stuff now, they're mm-hmm. doing the indie showcase, and, like, they're trying to promote these Game Informer people to try to help them get jobs and stuff, it's like, you know, yeah. just good work. Super cool. Yeah, so, sure. I just wanted to bring that up to say, yeah. like, hey, here's something positive going on. And now we'll transition Also into... positive. Yes. Yakuza wow. 7 is a turn-based RPG. How do you feel about that? My life is ruined. Why is... Oh, <laughs> I've heard that from people that they're... Everyone is so fucking upset. Yakuza 7 is a turn-based RPG. Yeah. This is my jam. See, like, I've talked about this the multiple times. The comment's not good. No, I... My least favorite part about the... Like, about Yakuza is the combat. And so, it, like... A turn-based will not bother me. So, like, I don't even mind the combat in Yakuza. It's just after so many games yes. of the exact same combat, it, you're, it, I'm over it. Well, not just that, but, like, it's the random encounters, and then those are just not fun, and then you just get... It's just... Yeah. And so what I think is perfect about this is the Yakuza team's April Fool's joke last year was... Oh, now the next Yakuza is going to be a turn-based battle system. And it was a long video that had very high production values. Like, they would have had to go through a lot of effort to program that and make Mm -hmm. the video. And so I was like, this is fucking weird. (laughs) And they were like, oh, don't worry. It's not like that. But it is like that. (laughs) They announced that Yakuza 7, uh, I think in the U.S. they announced it's called Like a Dragon. Yes. Um... And they, yeah, they showed the video Mm -hmm. of the new main character, Ichiban. He is, uh, he basically takes 
the punishment for a crime his boss commits and goes to jail for him. Mm-hmm. And when he comes out, he finds out that he was betrayed. <laughs> and he has to, uh, mm. you know, get back at his boss. Wow. That's, that's, that's sounding... never happened before. N- no, no that, that doesn't sound familiar at all. And so... He seems cool. Yeah. yeah. I, I see. He's, Ichiban seems like a cool character. People are going to be very upset about it and not enjoy that, I think, because everybody's so in love with Kiryu from the past 800 games. Okay. Okay. That's where you're going with it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's also, it's not in Kamurocho. It's in Yokohama, I'm, baby. That is, that's exciting. And too. Yokohama is where I will be going to see the Chrono Orchestra concert. It is mm. a real place. Uh, which is like by the sea, so that'll be pretty cool, I think. Mm-hmm. And man, it's a different fucking city. Yeah. Even Judgment was in Kamarocha. Yeah. <sighs> That's so sick. I'm yeah, so I, uh, I'm excited to see what this thing is going to be because I don't mind a turn-based game. And... No, and it looks so fun. And like they show that you get party members, like a classic JRPG, right? And they're just like a bunch of random people. Like there's some lady and the cool nerdy guy that helps you with tech. I'm so fucking on board. <laughs> they haven't showed a lot of video of this uh, at Tokyo Game Show this coming week. Um, they have said that there will yes. be uh, footage of the battle system more in-depth, and they'll probably talk about it as well. My only concern is I th- this probably is going to make the game a lot longer. So they specifically said, which I thought was a fucking crazy thing to say, was it will be double in length yeah. of the story of most other Yakuza games. And let me tell you, I'm not that short. No, they're like 30 hours, which, I mean, like, when you take... All those combat scenarios and then turn it turn-based? It does not surprise me that it is going to be twice as long. No, but that's still a lot. That is, yes. That, which, I mean, like... You could tune a game to still be 30 hours and have yes. it be turn-based. It does not, they're not doing that. But, like, you mean, you, you, you don't get to complain too much when you play, like... I play a lot of JRPGs. When I'm you just, played I'm Persona, when you played, like, 200 hours of Persona... Look, I'm just saying, man. Mm-hmm. Those games are already very long. When you paid, like played like 90 hours of dragon quest yeah man that game was sick yeah i'd play it again <laughs> you're are you gonna play it again i might there's new characters I, know. I gotta know about this new stuff yeah. um but yeah i i saw that as a yeah. headline and yeah. i was like no fucking <laughs> way and as i predicted people lost their shit mm-hmm. and were like this is, how could you ruin yakuza but this is the internet like they don't want. They want change, but they don't want change. The director put out the best statement I've ever seen, mm-hmm. where he basically said on Twitter, "Hey, I hear you. You guys are being very vocal about the fact that you aren't necessarily cool with this change. That's fine. We're still gonna make the game. And <laughs> if you really don't end up liking it, basically vote with your dollar and don't buy it." But we're going to make this game regardless because we're taking a risk. We want to make something yeah. new and interesting. And he said, if it's a spectacular failure, then we'll go back to the drawing board. And like, okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> like, I, I feel that way about games all the time. I think that they should take more risks in sequels and things like that. Because a lot of the time when a sequel is made, it's just like, this is the safest bet humanly possible. Because the last one was popular. This one's the same thing, but slightly more. Right. Let's do it. And I'm not. I'm not opposed to that. I just think that, yo, dog. There were so. There were seven Yakuza games. Well, yeah. Like, like I don't mind like a trilogy being the same. Yeah. 
But then, like, when you make that fourth one, switch it up. Yeah. I I still, I think about the statement from uh, the Gears of War team, Mm -hmm. Rod Ferguson's thing, every day. Mm -hmm. (laughs) When I think about, like, new games, when he said... For Gears 4, we were going to totally go back to the drawing board and, like, reinvent everything we had. And then we were like, whoa, Gears sells really well. Let's Mm -hmm. just continue that. And it was like, no! Why would you do that? Although they did take a few risks. They did, and now it's especially, I think it's a lot different now. But, like... Did you see that, like... What the fuck? There's, like, that depth review website. I don't... Like, Can I Play, I think it's called, or something like that. It's the first game to ever get, like, a 6 out of 6 for deaf, pe- deaf people. Really? Yes. Like, they're just, like... I, I, they go into really depth of, like, telling you when the music stops. In Gears? In Gears. Oh, okay. Uh, when you have, like, subtitles and everything on. So that way you know, like, the battle is over, the oh, fight is over. Cool. And they really kind of, like, they put ellipses and all the subtitles. And they they really went all out for, I guess, like, deaf people. So like, Well, they also got Dave Bautista. Yes. Which so, is, you know, that's something. And also, it is coming out in an hour. Gears is? Yeah. Oh, shit. Hell yeah. I, pre- I have it preloaded. Nice. Good work. I can play it when I get home. That's sick. Yeah. That's very exciting. It's very weird because they were like, it's coming out the 6th. And then all of a sudden they're like, it's going to be 9 p.m. on the 5th. I mean, that probably is a time zone thing. Like, it's probably midnight in some territory that it actually releases. But they are smarter than Monster Hunter. Yes, yes. And it's not midnight in your time zone. It is just like, they picked a time and that's it. Well, like, I don't know about that because, like, everyone was signing into the New Zealand. Because they're the ones who get it first. Mm -hmm. So people in... So, like, New Zealand all of a sudden has a lot more people in their territory. Yeah. I didn't do that just because I was like, well, I have to finish another game. So. Well, at least for PSN, their stuff doesn't work like that. Like, mm-hmm. I would have to make a new account and right. buy Monster Hunter again. I'm guessing it would be frowned upon more if it's, like, a Japanese game with rights in different territories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But with this being a Microsoft game and, like, all the territories, I'm sure they're, like... We'll let this one slide. I, that yeah. that would be my guess. Yeah, we'll see. But yeah, that's that. That is cool. Yeah, I'm very um, excited. So yeah, Yakuza is a turn base. What a fucking so sick. So many people. I, yeah, upset. yeah, yeah. I'm, but I'm hype. But I mean, you would have saw that with God of War, where people would have been. Where, oh, people were very upset yes. about God of War. Yeah. And then they played it, and they're like, "Oh, this is really good." And uh, but there were those people that were like, "No." So. You just mentioned God of War, and I just remembered mm-hmm. this random fact. People thought that the guy who was Kratos, like his first major voice acting gig was Kratos. No. He was in Def Jam. Well, he was also in Star... He was in uh, Starfield? He or... was in Def Jam Fight for New York. hmm I would remember him for that role more than Kratos. Well, no, he was like in like a pretty popular TV show. Oh, no, that I know, but I mean mm. video game voice oh, okay, acting. Video. Def Jam, Fight mm. for New York. I think the kid, that might have been his first. Maybe, thing. but people kept saying, like, oh, this voice actor is mm. pretty good. Yeah, Def Jam. Yeah. I Both were excellent. We can, we can go back and listen to Def Jam, <laughs> see if he was as good then. Uh, and the next story is, uh, <laughs> sure, uh, you guys all, everyone on the planet was clamoring for Ice Age Scrat's Nutty Adventure. Which Scrats 
is the squirrel from right. Ice Age the one that chases the acorn and all those stupid ass shorts? Your favorite publisher and mine, Namco Bandai, <laughs> is bringing us another another movie game. I think in October as well. It's fucking coming out like very soon, and they're bringing us Jumanji. Like what the in f- October? What's going no- on? Jumanji Jumanji is November. What's going on? The good news is you can pick this up for the Switch. Oh, fuck. And bring it on my flight to Japan? Yes. Don't you want to play a generic uh, 3D platformer? Isn't that what you really want to and do That's what I really want to do with my time. But I don't understand Namco Bandai. Yeah. That's... Before, it was like, oh, they publish every anime game. Mm-hmm. I get that. Yeah. Anime's popular. Well, and they're Who Japanese. the fuck in 2019 was like... Yeah, you guys remember Scratz, the squirrel from Ice Age? What if he had a platformer? <laughs> I don't understand. At least Jumanji was a popular movie recently. Oh. Are there like straight to DVD Ice Age sequels that came out like last week that I don't know about? There's like five or six. There's a hundred of them. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I still don't think there was a new Ice Age movie at least for five years. Uh, probably not. That's why it's just so weird, but that's also what made Jumanji weird, that it came out, like, two years ago. But I could have swore there's another one coming out that's, uh, another Bandai Namco game that's coming out that's just another, like, movie. The last Ice Age movie came out in 2016. Yeah, so... So, now's the time? (laughs) Now's the (laughs) time... I, the first one, I will say, still holds up. Still funny. After that, it falls apart. So I have different views on Ice Age because my name is Manny. Mm-hmm. And so everybody's like, like the mammoth? Fuck off. Also, Handy Manny had the same effect. Shit sucks. But yeah, that never happens to you because... No one is like, oh man, Matt, what a unique name. It just, I, I, people pick unique names and then they're like, oh man, you are this thing. Yeah, but like you also have a cool video game character. Yeah, Manny Calavera rules. And that's why I liked that game as a child. I'm just saying. Where like, I can't think of like any good Matt protagonists in video games. I could if you gave me a long time. Uh, well, Matt Murdock is, uh, Daredevil. That's, I'm, Matt Mercer, the voice actor of McCree. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah, I'm yeah. saying there's, there's plenty of Matt's out there. I uh, there's a lot of good But Matt's. I can't really think I'm of I'm saying like a there's, there's game. three Mannies. Manny mm-hmm. Calavera from Grim Fandango, Manny the Mammoth, who was Ray Romano, and, uh, uh, Handy Manny. That's it. Those are the three. I mean, there's others. There's, there's Manny in, uh... Modern Family. Okay, that's true. He's all right. There's uh, Manny the girl in Degrassi. That was kind of hot. Never saw that show. That was a bonus. Now I assume you don't think that. But back then you did, I hope. What? That she's hot. No, she was like older. She oh, She's okay. probably like the same age as me. Okay. I, oh, no. Like originally she yes. was like very young. But yes, the, yes. while I was watching it live near the end of its run there, I she was the same age as me. And she was still in Degrassi? Yeah. Isn't Degrassi teenagers? They were, but they were, like, in college. So they went to college in Degrassi? Some of them, like, stay on the show. I thought the whole thing was, like... They are in... It's a a Canadian high school, but then, like, some of them... 
like still visit and shit. Whatever. Okay. Anyways, We're, I thought we, she was hot. Let's, That's fine. Let's not talk about Degrassi. Because <clears throat> I've never actually seen the show. Okay, I, I have. You said it gets funny. Oh, it's hilariously bad writing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, people were clamoring for Ice Age Scrat's Nutty Adventure, but many more people were clamoring for the Untitled Goose Games release date, which is September 20th. And I yeah, I, I will buy that. Unironically, you're actually I, I can't this. wait for this game. You fucking, mm-hmm. you sneak up on people and honk and scare the mm-hmm. shit out of this game looks so good. I can't wait. I will, I, mm, I don't know if I'm going to buy it on Switch or PC. I think it might only come out on Switch on that day. I'll have to double check that. But I, at least some form, I will be able to retrieve it on the 20th. But that is also the day that uh, Link's Awakening Remastered comes oh, out. So yeah. I'll play that instead. Which, good news about that game. It, people said the Gamescom build plays a lot better than the E3 build. I had a feeling, because like... I mean, the Nintendo doesn't do stuff like that, but it was concerning. I just... I felt like there was enough time to, like, now is the time when you start optimizing the that kind of stuff. Yeah, near the end of the process. But this is also when, like, you're like, okay, we're going to have to cut some graphical stuff Effects, out yeah. and do some stuff to, to get this game to work. And then that's when people freak out and they're like, oh, you, you downgraded the game. And it's like, well, would you rather have 10 frames per second and it look like that? Sometimes people would, apparently. <laughs> So, but yes, I, I'm not surprised by this because there was plenty of time to kind of optimize the the frame the frame rate and everything. Yeah, yeah. So, and I, I kind of figured Nintendo was not going to let a game release. No, gener- generally bad, so. they don't. <clears throat> the next game I'm super excited yeah, about. Yeah, Ukulele and the Impossible Lair, which is basically just like Donkey Kong Country. Yes. Uh, that's out October 8th. Yeah. So. And it looks cool. There's yeah. like a bunch of trailers about all the weird unlockable tonics mm-hmm. and stuff. I think we both felt similarly about actual Ukulele. And that I I'd... bet you I was more disappointed. Probably, but I also just thought it was like not good. Yeah, I... And it made me upset. We were both disappointed. Well, you were just like, this is not a good game. Yeah, I, I was like felt that way. devastated. Yeah. This one looks like it will be good. Yes. I, I, I'm hoping tone it down a little bit, tone, take it back, and just like, just don't have all the collectibles. Like, they, it was a little too much Donkey Kong Country, Country 64. 64. Yeah. yeah, there were a lot of collectibles. But like, even then, that was not my problem. It just felt like. A game with its soul ripped out. Like mm. Shang Tsung came and just your soul is mine on the game, and that no, that was it. No, we're not. We can't do that. that that's what bad. it seemed like. Bad. <sighs> I wanted to talk about this because we have not talked about this at all. No. The Joaquin Phoenix Joker movie. Yeah, the... that is uh, receiving middling reviews. Really, I heard like positive reviews. No, that was like only on IMDb. <laughs> Mm. So, like, IMDb, for some reason, it's 9.6 out of 10, mm-hmm. but that's, like, not a critical review. So, Rotten Tomatoes and Metacritic are, like, 75. Oh, okay. Uh, but also, those showings were wicked early. Yes. The ones that are out for review right now, usually early reviews are way more positive than the ones that come out right near the time of the thing. Mm-hmm. I saw two headlines about this movie. One was... Joaquin Phoenix overacts more than anyone I've ever seen in this movie. And the other one was, I thought it was okay. (laughs) (laughs) So, somewhere in between there, I don't know. 
See, like, over acts. But, like, I, I feel like with the Joker, you have to go overboard. It, it's hard to... You do. So, the other thing I think about this movie is... I didn't know it existed until I saw someone tweet out that the trail, the initial trailer existed. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know that that was going to be a movie. And after I saw that tweet about the trailer, I literally never saw it advertised anywhere ever again. Yes. Until someone was like, hey, did you see the reviews for that movie? And mm-hmm. I was like, what? It may- And maybe, maybe it's because it's rated R. And so they just don't show it a lot in movie theaters and trailers and stuff. But I even then, like, I feel like that would be the kind of trailer that I would fucking see on YouTube videos all the time. Right. But I just, I never saw anything about it at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious. I, I want to check it out. Yeah. I do not think that I will be partaking in the Joker movie. Really? You don't think you'd want to watch it at all? I don't I know. So, like, my... Batman has other villains. And like, I get that's that, yeah. my. I feel like he's so overplayed at this point in a, in a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. And like now, I forgot that that is a way the Joker can look, is what he looks like in the movie. So to add that to the 900 other Joker looks. It's better than Jared Leto's look. It is better than Jared Leto's look. It's also better than the Mortal Kombat look. But, yeah, that's... So, I don't... Yeah. I don't know. I'm curious to see what people think about it. Yeah. But I just... I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I don't know. It, it. I heard about this a long time ago, but I listened to a podcast that they're really big into, like, comic books and stuff. I literally found out about it when Gutex tweeted out the trailer mm. and said, whoa. I'm excited. <laughs> and I was like, mm, I feel differently, but okay, Gutex. Yeah, whoa. I get that. You're just like, oh, it's just another Joker. I've seen... How many jokers? I mean, also like I've years? I've read the Killing Joke, so like right. I, that's the definitive Joker story, hmm. and forever will be. So yeah. I don't know. The next thing, Monster Hunter Iceborne comes out this evening. Uh, we're recording this earlier than normal. It is Thursday, and uh, Iceborne launches at midnight. But coming in October, the first DLC monster, um, the Rajang. I hate fighting it. Most people hate fighting it. It's coming. It's a giant ape with horns that goes Super Saiyan, and it's really difficult. The only person on Earth I know who's excited is Jumbo, because he (laughs) thinks it's funny when people get really salty fighting it. (laughs) I do, so I I think it will be cool. I'll take any new monster in Monster Hunter, but the thing that I think is interesting is most of the DLC characters that they added post-launch for regular Monster Hunter World Mm. all shared skeletons with monsters that were already in the game. The Rajang is wholly unique. Oh, yeah. Uh, So, that's cool, and I think it might mean that we'll get at least a couple post-launch monsters like we did with Monster Hunter World, and if they're as cool and unique as the Rajang, I'll take anything they're gonna offer me. So, does he like grab you? He does grab you. I hate it. And he when so he goes he like I say super saiyan but he basically his hair gets all glowy and he's mm-hmm. very angry and wicked fast and he just annihilates you. It is I do not find that fight to be fun. Like most Monster Hunter fights you're like, "Oh, this is challenging and it's fun." The Rajang, I always felt like, "Yo, this sucks ass and I don't enjoy it." His armor looks cool usually. So, 
Yeah, they mm-hmm. that was their like last Gamescom trailer. They mm. put out so many trailers at yeah. Gamescom for that game. It was ridiculous. But they, they it was actually right after Gamescom they did like a live stream detailing a bunch of stuff and that that was one of the things that they were like, Yeah, here you go. Mm-hmm. October. So yep. more content to look forward to. But then the biggest news of all, Matthew. I'm going to switch it up here. And okay. I'm going right. to ask you a question. Uh-huh. Out of everything that was announced, what are you most excited about? We'll talk about that first. Pick one. I <laughs> Deadly Premonition 2. De- is that, is that Deadly it? Premonition 2. <laughs> There's a second one. How did it happen? Did you see the giant bomb reaction? I you? did. Because I, I, that's what I watched. I didn't watch it. Uh, so I watched myself. it originally by myself, and then I saw that they had done the direct, yes. and it was Jeff, one of Jeff's first days back after paternity leave. I was like, I gotta watch this. And just so you see, because the giant bomb did a whole video series, two separate video series, uh, where they played through the entirety of Deadly Premonition. And so they, even though, I will say this up front, Deadly Premonition is a terrible playing game. Mm-hmm. It might be the worst playing video game I've ever played. And you've played Shenmue. I know. It's not good. Wow. But the plot is so like Twin Peaks, and it just has so much heart. They didn't want it to play like that. Mm-hmm. It did, and it's so fucking janky that sometimes it's hilarious. Right. I hated the ending. A lot of people like it because it got weird and supernatural. It's it has a special place in my heart. I think right, Deadly right. Premonition rules. I might actually play through it with my brother uh, soon, but it's great. Yeah. I cannot, in good faith, recommend it to a single human being. Right? It's just you. You know immediately. You play it a little bit, and you're like, "Oh, this is for me," or "Oh God, I can't do this." Right? Mm-hmm. So it comes up on the Nintendo Direct, and I think to myself, "All right." That's cool. Deadly Premonition. They're putting it on the Switch. We're putting everything on the Switch. Then I look at the screen. I don't look at the subtitle. And I'm like, these are not scenes from Deadly Premonition. Mm -hmm. And I look down. It says Deadly Premonition 2. And I I thought I was going to pass out. (laughs) I was like, there's no fucking way that this super cult classic niche game is getting a fucking Switch exclusive sequel. And it is! And so, swear, nothing in it said that the guy who made that game, Sweary, was involved. He is. He tweeted it out and said, I'm proud to announce that we are working on Deadly Premonition 2. And then they announced that the original Deadly Premonition is coming to Switch right then. And for some reason called it Deadly Premonition Origins. Apparently it has, like, horrific audio bugs and audio will cut out for, like, 20, 30 minutes at a time at random. Oh, good. Uh, But also, it may have new content, so I gotta wait for people to get to the end of it so we can see. And people figured out that scenes... So, Deadly Premonition 2 will take place in, I think, 2005 and 2019. Swery released another game for the Xbox One called D4. Oh, yeah, yeah. People figured out that the apartment from D4 is what is, like, in a smoldering rubble in the Deadly Premonition 2 trailer. Sweary got screwed over by Microsoft and was never able to finish D4. There is a very real chance 
that Deadly Premonition 2 ties Deadly Premonition and D4 together. And that is the exact kind of crazy dumb bullshit that's where he would do. I'm on board. I don't care if it sucks. It looks janky as hell. They show a first-person boat sequence. The driving in Deadly Premonition is terrible. Mm -hmm. I hope it plays exactly the same. Jeff said he hopes it's worse. I hope it plays worse. (laughs) That would be even funnier if it was (laughs) shittier than the original. That would be a perfect thing. Like, I, I... it's insane. Yeah, yeah. And 99% of all people who watched that Nintendo Direct had never heard of Deadly Premonition. Was like, this game looks so shitty graphically. Is this a port of a previous game? Nah, dog. It's all new. Come in 2020. Deadly Premonition. Why is it happening? I thought I was like having a fever dream. What was your most exciting part from the Direct? I'm going to be boring here. Okay. And just say the SNES stuff. Oh, that is cool. Yes. I'm very excited. Because, like, very recently I plugged in, because I started playing Mario Maker, I played that for a while, and I was like, you know what? I kind of want to go back and play, like, older Mario games. Yeah. And so I plugged in my Wii U, and at one point I was sitting in the store (laughs) thinking, like, should I buy Super Metroid? I've never played it. I should. I never beat Super Metroid, and that is like one of my great shames. Mm-hmm. I got near the end, mm-hmm. and then couldn't figure out where to go. And because it is the originator of Metroidvania, right. well, the first, are you well, talking... the original Metroid was, I guess. Yes, but like yes. Super Metroid is what people think of as like when they think of a Metroidvania generally. Yes, now. yes. I there's no there was no effective way for me to be like, where the fuck do I go now? And then I was like, man. Video games, modern video games, have made me a weak baby, yeah, yeah. and I just never played it again. So I, I want someday least, I will go back. I yes. will do it. Yeah. I want to try that. I want to. I've never beaten Mario, so like maybe I'll try to beat Super Mario World. I've never played Yoshi's uh, uh, Yoshi's Island. Yoshi's Island is a fucking masterpiece, and anyone who tells you differently is a criminal, and they're wrong. It has great music. Yoshi's Island is so fucking good. The one thing is, like, the crying babies could get get on my nerves. It does, but you just gotta be good. You don't get hit. I you've watched me play video games. I know you'll you'll be fine. That's fine. So like, um, my favorite part about the SNES stuff is that I can pay Nintendo thirty dollars to get a SNES controller. But you have to have online. You can't. Buy I already it. I already have it. Well, why would I buy the SNES controller? If I didn't have the online, you can you use like it on Mario Maker? Yeah, but I'm gonna play SNES games. Well, or, I'm, I'm not actually yeah, because yeah. I played them all, but I I will buy that controller, and yeah. I will enjoy it. So you will not just like play like try and beat Super Metroid that way. Maybe, but I mainly care because I can use that bitch on anything. Mm. Uh, yeah. So I can use a Bluetooth dongle and pair it to my computer. My life is complete at that point. Mm-hmm. I I literally, I was so upset that the fucking SNES Classic had wired controllers. I so desperately just want an exact replica of a SNES controller that's right. wireless. And I can have that now. God, I hope it's not like the NES ones that sold out immediately. And they just like, it's more like a pre-order because I, I want it so bad. Mm-hmm. And people think it's ridiculous they're charging $30 for that controller. Whatever. How can you say that's ridiculous when... Because the 8-BitDo controllers are, like, better, and they also are $30, and they also have analog 6 and a D-pad. 
well, yeah, but you're also buying a Nintendo license. I, yes, and Nintendo license controllers are ridiculous. So, like, I don't understand the complaint there. Like, yeah. if you don't want to spend the $30 on that, then spend it on the $30, $30 Which I, on the 8-bit. No, I know. I'm just saying. I, no, yeah, I like, will buy this. Like, $30, I thought, like, oh, that sounds reasonable when, like, I don't even. I don't even want. I don't, I don't want an analog stick on there. Mm-hmm. I just want it. I want a D-pad, and I'm very excited to have that. Maybe I'll buy Shovel Knight again because of this and actually play it on the Switch. Yeah. Which they added all that stuff now, which we didn't talk about at all. What? Shovel Knight. Oh, yeah. Well, it's, it comes out in December. Mm-hmm. Well, all of it comes out in December. That was really vague. I got so mad during that presentation. So Yacht Club did a presentation where they talked about Shovel Knight because right. King of Cards has been in development forever. Right. So after they show the King of Cards trailer, they say... It's done and coming soon. What the fuck does that mean? And then at the end, because they're making another game for that collection, which is basically Shovel Knight Super Smash Bros., Mm -hmm. they're like, well, the whole thing comes out in December. What does that mean? I want to play King of Cards. Does it come out next week, tomorrow? Yeah, I didn't didn't really understand any of that, and I didn't really care either, so I was just like, I'm not going to look into this. I can't wait. But Shovel Knight Dig also Mm -hmm. looks sick, because it's just... Fucking Mr. Driller, but shovel mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so the direct started. Yes. This leaked beforehand due to Amazon putting out, they put up an official Overwatch Switch case that was right. licensed by Blizzard. And people were like, why would this be an officially licensed Blizzard product? It's not even on the Switch. Then Amazon pulled it. We all knew Overwatch was coming. Then hours before the direct, it leaked again. And. Surprise, the Nintendo Direct opened with Overwatch coming to Switch. Now, this to me was maybe the most disappointing part about the whole Direct because... Really? Who is it for? Okay, that's a fair... Who is it for? That's a fair question, but like, that is shocking. If you told me a year ago that Overwatch would be on the Switch, I would have said, why? Oh no, I would have... I mean... Why wasn't it before? I guess. Like, I would have expected it to like come out of the womb with the Overwatch on it. Because mm. it can run on a small toaster. Right. It takes nothing to run Overwatch. But the big thing is, like, Nintendo's online structure... Oh my god, Overwatch has voice chat integrated. Mm-hmm. You don't have to use their fucking stupid app. Uh, Why is that? Why? Are you sure? Positive, they tweeted that. Okay, so you, so it's going to be like Fortnite where you don't have yeah, to... Yeah, okay. you don't have to use Nintendo's still, weird bullshit arcane I process. still don't understand why Fortnite... Oh, because can, they're they're a good game, and they're big enough to be like, no, 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 Nintendo, that's stupid. Obviously, <laughs> Blizzard, same way. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, Iron Galaxy, Dave Lang's company, they are working on the Switch port of Overwatch. Mm. So it'll probably be okay, because I believe they also helped on Diablo. Mm. I just who I, I don't know who Overwatch on Switch is for. You know what I mean? Diablo made sense on Switch. This, yeah. This does not. No, like I, I said earlier to someone, what is the purpose of this? Mm-hmm. So a console player can practice on the go? Like I, I don't understand. I, I mean, like I, people play Fortnite a lot on the Switch, I guess. So like maybe Overwatch, and it's cheaper. It's like thirty bucks. Yeah, I, I mean, like I. I I would be curious of how many people don't have a computer, an Xbox, or a PlayStation. Yeah. And are interested in playing Overwatch? I'd be kind of curious about that. But but I mean, I also we have a unique perspective on that, I guess, because like we have all these things that can run Overwatch, and we had played it before. 
there there are almost certainly a lot of people out there who only have a switch and right. have never played overwatch before so like i guess it's for them but it just seems but at the same time like now is the time when all these other games are coming out that they're like i, I don't want to be mean but they're nintendo fanboys and they're going to want to play zelda they're going to want to play uh luigi's mansion they're going to want to probably check out astral chain and check yeah, out the daemon x machina oh boy that i've it's taken everything i have not to buy that i won't be able to play it mm-hmm. it'll be impossible why it's not, I, i'll be in japan and oh is that when it's coming out no i think it comes out next week <laughs> that's what i thought but i just i won't play it i'm gonna be playing borderlands and monster hunter Oh, and the demo was so like the frame rate was so bad mm-hmm. that was the main reason but then they put out this whole trailer saying how much better it was and then mm-hmm. people played it at a gamescom and they like showed all these changes and i was like son of a bitch mm-hmm. but you know yeah the second the, okay i did all of this out of order i basically just stream of consciousness started writing in this document but we'll t- super smash brothers mm-hmm. everyone's favorite um I don't know. Favorite beat 'em up action, maybe a fighting game. They did the craziest shit I've ever seen. So this leaked a little bit beforehand. Some of it. Nintendo of Europe put up a page for the fourth fighter pass. Right. At the bottom, there was a copyright for SMK. Initially, people were like, that's probably, you know, an accident. Shit was not an accident. And everyone was saying, everyone I saw on the internet was so upset. And they were saying, how how could you have an SNK character? Who's excited about an SNK character? Why why would you put that in there? No one wants that. You know who fucking wants that, Matt? It's me. Because I love a lot of SNK characters. And they had... It was one of the great... Like, they always go all out with these fucking reveal trailers. Mm-hmm. And this one, I feel like, went the extra mile. Yeah, yeah. So in one of the King of Fighters intros, Keo, who has fire powers, they all get letters, like the Smash characters do, but to enter King of Fighters. And in the intro, his hand reaches from the shadow, he grabs the letter and burns it to a crisp, right? This, the reveal they did starts with that, but Keo doesn't grab the letter, it flies away, and it flies past all these SNK characters... Uh, like some Nakaruru from Samurai Showdown. Fucking Geese Howard tries to grab it and mm-hmm. falls off the building. That's how he dies in uh, in his game. Iori? Some people believe that he fell into Tekken. That's how he got into Tekken. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Uh, let, yeah, let's connect all that. But yeah, so I love Iori, mm-hmm. and he didn't grab the letter, and I was like, son of a bitch, what if it was Iori? But then my fucking boy... Terry Bogard Mm -hmm. from Fatal Fury later was in King of Fighters. He grabs that shit. And I... Ah, yes. When I watched this, I went... Yes. Man, he lost his shit. I lost my shit. Because you need to realize (laughs) something. Whenever we play an SNK game... Oh, God, I love Terry. And Terry is in the game. That's who Manny is. Yeah, he's my my shit, man. Like... SNK characters, like, I would assume Terry Bogard is your favorite SNK character. 100%. Terry Bogard's my boy. And he's fucking gonna be in Smash. Yes. And so, they showed a little bit of his gameplay afterwards. He does uh, Buster Wolf, his forward punch, and then he does his projectile move as well. Mm-hmm. We all know that his up B is gonna be Rising Tackle, or Rengaku, as they say in the weird distorted 
compressed versions of King of Fighters. I can't wait to just have him scream Buster Wolf on my opponents all fucking day. And I don't care if he sucks. I want to try to use Terry mm-hmm. Bogart and Smash. Everyone can... They can all shut up because mm-hmm. he rules. And I'm very excited about his inclusion. Do you want me to read a shitty gamer tweet? Uh-huh. Oh, of course I do. Okay. SNK character in Smash is scraping the bottom of the barrel. There are no, there are way better characters that deserve a spot in Smash. Sakurai already wasted three spots with Piranha Plant, Joker, and now this SNK character. Nobody asked for them. Include demanded characters. Make better DLC. So I've talked Which, to, I've talked to many people mm-hmm. about this. Most of their reaction was, who's Terry Bogard? Right. And every time someone says that to me, I almost die mm-hmm. because I love Terry. Right. Fucking King of Fighters came out in 1994. Fatal Fury, the game he's from, came out like the year I was born. We were born. I think they showed 91. Because I think yeah, in Fatal the trailer, Fury was in 90 or 91. I, don't I think remember. in the trailer it said like back in 91, like yeah. at the start. I think. Yeah, Fatal Fury. I, I because the Neo Geo was what mm-hmm. they showed. And yeah, I, Fatal Fury One I think came out and it pretty sure it was 1991. Mm-hmm. It might have been 1990 in arcades or something slightly different, right, but right. either one of those two years. Like the character's as old as I am, man. Mm-hmm. People who are like, "Who's this character? I've never heard of this before." What the fuck are you talking about? King of Fighters is one of the most popular fighting game franchises on the planet, and from that, I would think that the three most recognizable characters would be Keo, Iori, and Terry Bogard. Geese. Geese as well, and Geese is in Tekken people. Right. And that was another crazy one where Geese was revealed for Tekken and literally top ten Tekken mm-hmm. players in the world were like, who's Geese? Mm-hmm. How the fuck do you not know that? You go to fighting tournaments every week. Which May's also in um, Dead or Alive. Yeah. M- or my my is in it. Yeah. There's there's so, so like, many crossovers. Yeah, yeah. And I I can't believe the people on the internet are like oh, there's just SNK here scraping the bottom of the barrel. Dude, mm-hmm. SNK's been around for fucking ever, man. <laughs> I mean they they were competing with Nintendo back in the 90s. Yeah, I just I, boy. Yeah. Whatever, man. Mm-hmm. I'm hyped Terry Bogard. Oh, yeah, and yeah, then like... to stave off the threat that they knew was coming of everyone being a dumb bitch about this. They're making more than five DLC characters. They announced that there will be more. That was a weird announcement, but like I guess it's probably for the best. And you know what? I'm ready for it. And right, then... yeah, I'm not complaining. It's just kind of like, you haven't even announced your last one, and you're like, we got five more on the way. At least. Hey, whatever. They can keep making it for until time ends, and I'll keep buying them. And then right afterwards, they were like, hey, guess what? You know who's out today? Banjo. Because they never fucking talk about the DLC characters unless they're out that day. Mm-hmm. And, uh... After the direct, Sakurai went through like a whole bunch of shit about Banjo in the stages, and he's so fun. Mm. I love Banjo. He's very fun. Oh, is he fun to play? I think he's fun. I like him a lot, and he seems pretty good, too. Oh. Uh, So that's cool. The remixes that Grant Kirkhope did for that music is chef's kiss. (laughs) They're so good. I I played as him a bunch last night. And The stage looks cool? The stage, yeah. Spiral Mountain? Dude. Mm-hmm. They, they do such a good job with these characters yeah. that it like blows my mind. I I'm not a huge fan of the way Banjo looks. He looks a little weird. It, I'll it, give you that. I laughed really hard when um God, what's his name in on Giant Bomb? Uh, the young younger guy. Ben. Ben. Thank you. Can't believe I forgot his name. Said like if I showed this to kindergartners. 
70% of them would think he's a dog. I burst out laughing and thought, yeah. I he does not I, look okay. like a bear. I know I disagree with that. And everyone else like also disagreed with him there. I, I think he looks like a bear. He does not look like a bear. Oh, I think he does. The face does not look like a bear. The body, yes. The body, for sure. It's impossible to mistake, I think. Also, if you fucking know who Banjo is, you know who the character is. Yes, yes. But, like, um, kinder- in, in his point, though, like, kindergartners wouldn't know who Banjo <laughs> is. So like, Okay, well, that's, that's fair. Uh, but in the video afterwards where Sakurai's talking about Banjo, he says, if you want to play it, it's on the Xbox right now. Oh, yeah. And I was like, that's tight. <laughs> uh, Nintendo PR was probably sweating a little bit on that one, I think. And then at the end of his presentation, they announced me costumes, right? Mm-hmm. Then they announced the Undertale crossover costume, Sans, for the me Gunner. And it looks, it's different than all the other me costumes where it has more stuff on it. So it literally looks like Sans. Mm-hmm. And he came with the song that happens when you fight Sans called Megalovania, I can put Megalovania on every stage in Smash now. I was going to say, didn't I hear like something about Toby Fox and like music? That is, yeah, so Toby Fox also, well, I will, when we get there. Okay, like that is a different game. But yeah, Sakurai let Toby Fox, it is a different game. Oh, okay. uh, Toby, the Sakurai let Toby Fox write the remix of Megalovania. Okay. I mean, he composed the music in the first place, so I guess you'd have to let him. Mm-hmm. But uh, they, he did a cool remix of Megalovania that I can now use on every smash stage exclusively so very exciting but then you have like all those grant kirkhope songs they're all so good and all the persona songs which he's the first non-japanese they said yeah grant kirkhope is i guess toby fox now as well yeah so like grant kirkhope got got to be that for like a five minute yeah five minute time span (laughs) yeah Yeah. it's it's super cool and like the fact that there will be a bunch of hot snk jams Mm -hmm. with terry the Smash DLC, like, it is crazy how much effort they put into it, and I I how, love every minute of it. How big is the file? I don't know. Not that big, because I just downloaded two full retail releases, and my mm-hmm. Switch was full then, but... Because, like, is half of it just music files? Oh, it's gotta be. Yeah, <laughs> I, I... There's over... Yeah. Well, at this point, there's probably over 1,500 songs mm-hmm. in Smash. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, yeah, it's, it's, like, it's ridiculous. And music... Like, 1,500 music files is... That's a couple gigs, at so least. It's a lot, yeah. Um, so that was cool. Five Smash 5.0 as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Home Run Contest makes its return. I saw, like, some Japanese guy tweet out... Like one of the home runs, and he shot he it. He shot opposite. it backwards. He yes. broke it. Yeah, that's yeah. super dope. Yeah, uh, I'm one of seven people who wanted home run contest to return. I'm glad they listened to my pleas, and uh, that's cool. I assume it's not hard to make. No, and it's fun. I mm-hmm. I did it with like a bunch of the characters, and I I love it. Um, those are some other things. Uh, Super Kirby Clash. Nintendo doesn't say free to play, Matt. They say free to start. It's a free-to-start Kirby game. Do you think it's like that Mario run? Like in terms of what it is? or Well, like that, that was a free-to-start. Yeah, I think it is like that you can play like so the first much level. and then if you want to do more, you pay. It looked like it also might have like some shitty gotcha mechanics as well. Yeah. So I, I didn't try it yet. Uh, Nukio texted me earlier and I think he started it and wanted mm. to know if I was going to play. Uh, I mean, I'll try it. My thing is I just got... Quite a few games. Probably. I mean, same, but yeah. I, yeah, you know, I don't dick around with a dumb free-to-play game. Right. Trials of Mana, which is the English name for Senken Densetsu 3, a game that no one thought would be translated into English outside of a fan translation ever, 
in the history of man first came out in the mana collection when nintendo right. put it out at e3 first, i was gonna say didn't they just release the first time that was in english but this is a remake of that game where it is in full 3d um it comes out april 24th 2020 i will probably buy this I have played the first half of Senken Densetsu 3 a hundred billion times because the translation patch finished when we were probably 13. Mm. And I had SNES emulators when I was a kid. So I would I would play that game a lot. But it was one of like, whenever people say like, oh, hey, what are the top 10 games you would want to be translated from Japanese to English? That is always one of the top ones. And mm. the Dream Makers, Nintendo over here making it happen. Uh, this one was not in our direct. I, I, it's not even on here. I didn't write it. But another one that people always say they would like to be translated into English is called Moon. And it was a PS1 RPG that's like super weird and kind of like making fun of JRPGs of the time. Mm. They announced that they were putting that on Switch in the Japanese direct. But the company that is putting it out tweeted afterwards that it will also be coming out in English next year for the US. Oh. And people like that's wild i wonder why they didn't just have that in the yeah i don't know but people have wanted that game forever and mm. so finally people will be able to play it in english there are a bunch of fan translations but mm -hmm. it's never the same as if you were getting like an official paid right. localizer to do it so i i can't wait to try that out i'm very very excited yeah, nintendo cool. keeps doing that with everything man uh game freaks game town is officially titled little town hero it's upsetting town is a dumb name for a game i wanted that to be it it seems like it is a smaller game i assumed it was a full retail game but it is uh digital only and it comes out october 16th which is very soon yeah it's like a strange turn-based rpg i will get that very yeah it soon. seems like it like you just kind of bounce around the town in different and there's like all different tiles and you can yeah. just kind of it's weird. Yeah, it, it looks cool, though. I will try anything Game Freak puts out, generally. I did well, not... Uh, you probably didn't play that elephant game. No, I did not play that, but I played Harmo Knight, which was a rhythm game, and I mm. really thought it was a bad rhythm game. I still yeah, I still tried it. Mm. Uh, Return of the Oberdin, uh, which was a popular indie game that came out last year. It has a really cool aesthetic. It does. That is coming to the Switch. It sounded like a really cool story. Yeah, good for people who didn't play it before and wanted to play it, but only have a Switch, I guess. Did you play it? I did not. I should. It sounds like something you would like. Yeah, I think I would enjoy it. It does not sound like something I would like. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Tokyo Mirage Sessions, one of the last remaining reasons to continue to own a Wii U, is coming out on the Switch with new content. Mm-hmm. Okay. That is uh, Shin Megami Tensei crossover with Fire Emblem. That is some fucking JRPG shit, if I've ever seen it. Isn't that the one where, like, they're Japanese pop stars? It is. And they're also Fire Emblem characters. It is a weird concept. Mm -hmm. uh, so this is that game slightly up with new content in it for the Switch. Mm -hmm. No one needs a Wii U anymore. No one needs a Wii U anymore. I just realized the next thing we're going to talk about is really close to the other thing that's coming out. Doom 64 is coming out November 22nd. Yeah. And Doom Eternal is coming out November 20-something. Mm-hmm. I just realized how close that is. So one of the things I think is weird is they got the guy who runs id to be on there and say, like, yeah, this game that everyone loved, Doom 64, 
<laughs> who, who are those people? That's I weird. feel like Doom 64 is one of the worst... Like, people did not like that game at the time. It ran like shit. It looked like shit. I... Sure, some, someone is nostalgic about Doom 64, and, like, I'm not going to mm-hmm. trash on it. You should put out games, like, they should be available for people to play outside of a Nintendo 64, but... I'm not. I'm not gonna buy that. Yeah, like I've heard, like like Doom Three was just so different from like Doom. Yeah. But like I don't. I don't think it was like a terrible game. It was just no, very it different. Just was very different. This was just like, like Doom, just bad. Yeah. Um, so. But now we can play it on a not on a N64. Yeah. So that's um, sure. Oh wait, this is what I was most excited about. Pokemon? Pokemon. Yeah, man. Uh, they announced two new Pokemans. Mm-hmm. Poltegeist, which, Jesus Christ, every time I say it, I die a little inside. It's a ghost <laughs> in a teapot, and they kept saying, you can drink it. Mm-hmm. Stop trying to get me to drink this Pokemon. I don't want to do that. Yeah. Uh, then the other one, I cannot remember its name, but it was basically like a weird loon or something some type of bird it was water flying yes and And they said the really weird thing of it will eat anything it can fit into its mouth Mm -hmm. and i was like "Mm, cool uh it has a weird counter where if you like hit it during a certain thing it will like vomit a fish on you no it's it's the ability that's its ability and if it uses surf or dive It'll catch a fish sometimes. Oh, dang. You man. didn't see that? I, like, okay. not that portion. No, so, like, so then, like, when you do surf or dive, sometimes it'll, at the end of the animation, it'll have a fish in its mouth. Okay. And then if it's hit, then it'll do the Then counter. it'll vomit the fish. Okay. So you're gonna, I don't know, I'm sure there's a percentage of, like, 30% Yeah, probably something, something weird. Uh, that, uh, that's cool, though. But, yeah, they, it sounds like that's gonna be one that you're just gonna definitely want to teach, like, surf or dive, depending on if it's more of a physical or yeah. special attacker. Uh, and then, yeah. There's camping. You can, like, camp with your Pokemans. Mm-hmm. Uh, and somehow there's a multiplayer component where you can, quote-unquote, stay mm-hmm. with three of your friends, whatever the fuck that means. Uh, so that's cool. The custom is, so they announced the customization is returning and now sun and moon. Sure. They had customization. If you want to call it that they had like loose shirt changing ability. Yes. And, and and you could change the color of your skin. Oh yes. You had like three different colors you could choose from and you could choose between like four different hair colors. So X and Y was the first one that introduced customization, and you yes. could to a decent degree customize the clothing of that. Yes. This looks next level. This... The characters can look completely different. And I, it looks so sick. I cannot wait. This looks like they finally are bringing Pokemon to the 21st century. <laughs> it does. And did you see the guy's Arcanine shirt? Yes, that was, oh. it was It was a female, and I'm kind of worried that you can only get that as a female. That would be so fucked up. So I might just start with a female so I know I can have an Arcanine shirt. That, that's where my brain is going right now. Because it was just a female, and I was like... Yeah, they, they, did, they did weird female-female only things in X and Y, too, so... Well, and I think, like, Sun and Moon, like, had, like, twice as many options for the females. Yeah, they did. And also, you like, depending on which one... Like, I wanted a blue shirt, but I couldn't have a blue shirt, because well, I Well, that's because you picked the wrong version. Man. Yeah, like, yeah. stupid me. Yeah, but you, you <laughs> like blue shirts? Not in this one. 
Um, so yeah, Pokemon, the, I, I, the more they show, like, yeah. I don't even really want them to show anymore. I just like that. I want to play it so bad. I already knew I was going to like it, but just the more they show them, like, oh my God. I feel like last, like, Sun and Moon, like, all the Pokemon got leaked right around this time. Didn't that it? was because every Pokemon was in the demo, in the code, oh. and people were able to... Well, oh. oh, sorry. Only the shiny sprites were in there. <laughs> so they were able to find the shiny versions of every Pokemon. And they haven't done a demo for this one. They have not, and they will not. So, okay. No leak that way. So, yeah. I'm still waiting for like everything to get leaked. Oh, I mean, it, they, it always does, because yes. people freak out about pokemon and like mom and pop shops give it out like three weeks early and then someone on reddit is like mm. here's the whole thing so i mean i'll, I'll i always look at it because yeah, I, don't, I don't have like, self-control that's, well that, that's one that like it doesn't bother me i just like seeing the pokemon it mm-hmm. makes me happy and then when people are like i found another one and you're like oh pokemon yeah <laughs> i, I kind of like looking and be like all right this is going this to be is my this team. i want them and them and them <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah like that's yeah um Devil May Cry 2 is the worst Devil May Cry game, definitively. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's coming to the Switch. Capcom said so. That's one, the one where they had like that weird girl. You could play as a Lucia, I believe her name was. And then they were like, this this woman does not exist. Anymore. Anymore. Yeah, she, that game is bad. Mm-hmm. I still think it's hilarious. There is a video on Devil May Cry 5 that you can watch that goes over the plot of all the other ones. Most of them are like three, four pages of text. Devil May Cry 2 is like two sentences. It's like, Dante went here. Then he was done. It's like, <laughs> it was it was a bad game. I don't know why you would put it on anything else. Because I don't think 1 and 3 are on the Switch. No, I don't think so. So what the fuck? Whatever. 1 might be. I can't remember. I have no idea. And the last thing, their, their big ender was uh, Xenoblade Chronicles is getting a definitive edition on the Switch. It was mm-hmm. originally a Wii game, and it came to the 3DS. So a lot of people were like, who cares about this? The graphical upgrade is astonishing like it looks way better than it did before and i'm i i don't know that i will play it again but i am excited for people who didn't get to play it back in the day because it was a gamestop exclusive and it quickly mm-hmm. skyrocketed in price oh animal crossing was also in this. i, that, I, I wanted uh, to look this up because like because there was something about toby fox that we didn't talk about no that either. was he did the music in town Oh, okay, that's what it was. Which is weird because... Oh, yeah, because it's like, that's bizarre. Because, yeah, Game Freak is Ken Sugimori. Why Mm. wouldn't you just have him do the music? But Toby Fox, yeah, doing the music in town. I love his stuff. Assassin's Creed, Rebel Collection. Oh, God. Oh, yeah, Assassin's Creed Black Flag also coming to the Switch. Which I think that's part of the collection. The whatever collection the, the rebel collection yeah that's a uh, the black flag in like assassin's creed rogue um a divinity original sin very very exciting oh yeah the star wars jedi knight jedi outcast i fucking i so i am one of 10 people on earth who owns jedi knight 2 on the gamecube mm-hmm. i actually really like that game they showed a little bit more of Luigi's Mansion. They did. There's a party mode called Scream Park. Mm-hmm. We should play that at Extra Life. Definitely. Oh, yeah, yes. It'll yes. be, I mean, it comes the day before, so. Oh, they showed more. Or no, uh, a couple days before. Mario and Sonic at the Olympics. Yeah, the 2D mode that they showed at uh, Gamescom, mm-hmm. uh, which looks cool. Th- there were so many games at this. Like, I yeah, yeah, yeah. I talked about 100 games, and I forgot half of the ones that they talked about. It Like, yes. they did so much, and I... 
it always boggles my mind when people are like, where's Metroid? Dude, they canceled the fucking game. You're oh, not yeah, even yeah, going to yeah. get a trailer for years. No, 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 no. But, yeah, people always are butthurt that there's no Metroid. And for some reason, people always ask for Mother 3. And it's like, listen, man, I also would like to give Nintendo money for Mother 3, but just buy a Japanese GBA copy and then fucking download the ROM because you're... The the fan translation is probably better than whatever you're going to get, and that fan translation is actually, like, hmm. basically a real localization because real localizers did Right. So, so, I don't know, man. People always have weird expectations, but I, I thought everything was great. I was very excited. I mean, like... So much stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there, there's something for everyone, I would argue. Yeah. And there, like, a lot of the stuff is coming out this year... Mm-hmm. Or it's coming out very early next year that yeah. they showed. They weren't focusing on, like, large future things. Which they so. never do anymore. No, yeah, usually directs. usually they don't. Yeah, E3 is usually where they would do a lot of that stuff. And but I, even that, that's just a direct that they're focusing on, like, basically the end of the year. Yeah. So, yeah. That's, that's the news. Mm-hmm. Nintendo really bringing it up. Yeah. Uh, good, good place to end it. Yes. And uh, this first game that we're going to talk about... Yeah, so we're going to talk about the games we played now. Uh, we forgot to talk about two weeks ago. We did. 39 Days to Mars. Mm-hmm. It was a weird co-op game. That Was it on Game Pass? No. No. Okay. You purchased 39 yes. Days to Mars so we could play it co-op. It was cool. Yeah, it was... I liked it. It, it just kind of, like, it was... I just looked up, like, indie... Uh, co-op co-op games and like this came up and it was just like it's getting relatively positive reviews it sounds like it's fairly short yeah but i mean it was just like this really charming puzzle game yeah and it was very british like you you, each person plays as a different british guy Mm -hmm. and they are trying to go to mars in their quote-unquote spaceship that just looks like a giant hot air balloon house which it's also set in like the 19th century yeah and but like your ship will be on fire at some points and you're like whoa 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 we need to make some scones before we take care of this fire so yeah the the like core of it is you do all these weird co-op activities Mm -hmm. that are essentially little mini games but while the ship is traveling to mars something will break Mm -hmm. and then you can't fix it until you either make tea or make a scone and Mm -hmm. it alternates between each one and it just is so stupid. And it controls bad, but, like, if it controlled well, it wouldn't be fun. No, yeah, so the way the scone making and the tea making control is, like, weirdly physics-based. Yes. So, like, it tells you what you have to put on the scone and mm-hmm. how much of it, and the same thing with the tea. And so the tea especially, you're just, like, dumping the <laughs> shit completely upside down in yeah, the cup. Yeah. And it it's ridiculous yeah yeah but it, it was very fun it took yeah. us probably like a two and a half three hours maybe no it was like an hour and a half oh really because remember we had enough time we then played that oh, mama game yeah that was not that great no that was not great but this was actually yeah this was just a a fun a puzzle adventure game that um i looked it up it seems like it's gonna be coming to basically everything oh cool so, it was it was a fun game yeah, yeah. for sure uh, the next game we played together is the sequel to a game called Shenmue. What is that? Uh, Shenmue 2 is the game that we're talking about here. Uh, if you may remember from last time, I guess I'll give a spoiler disclaimer, because I'm going to just spoil Shenmue 2 because I don't care at all. Uh, Ryo 
goes to Hong Kong to chase Landy, the man who killed his father. And you're in Hong Kong. And we did a job for one day, cheated the game to gamble the money to make mm-hmm. a lot of money. So now we have more money than we need for the entire the, the rest of the game. I would say we have a lot of money. We have like $900. Which is a lot in Shenmue. They were going to pay us like $20 okay. a day or some shit. We had to get like $50,000 in the first That Shenmue? was yen. And that was like $50. <laughs> we had to work a lot and get like basically nothing. But we have 900 HKD, Hong Kong dollars. Those yes. are different. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the exchange rate the HKDs to USDs is. All I know is it's not a lot of money. But it is enough to it's... stay at the places we have to... Well, we don't even have to pay to stay no, somewhere we now. Don't. Yeah, yeah. I... So... Shenmue 1, there were, like, very specific events that happened because everything took forever. Right. So much has happened in the amount we played Shenmue 2. Like, there aren't even specific things. Well... There's this chick named Joy who rides around on a motorcycle and it plays this weird music every time she's there. And that's weird. Um... We we had to learn the four voodoo, which is, like, the four... I don't even know what the fuck yeah. to say. Techniques. Print, four principles oh, yeah, of Tai... Totally. What was it? Tai Chi? Kung Fu? I don't know. I think know. it was Kung Fu. It was Kung Fu. Because the your master chick says, you don't even know Kung Fu or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, okay. And yeah, because we're looking for some guy that we found in his name and a letter to our dad. Mm-hmm. For some reason, we think he will be able to tell us about Londi. I don't know. I, There's a lot going on. The books. Oh, yeah, the every books? every day you have to. That's the new thing we just unlocked. Is yeah, like, you have to air out the books every day, so you carry stacks of books, and if you don't hit the reaction command at the right time, then you drop the books. But it also seems like it doesn't matter how well you do at it at all. The first you just time, have to do it until noon. The one time I we did have to do it because we had to get back into the library before. Yeah. But, like, now it really does not matter. Yeah. Uh, I will say I do think Shenmue 2 is a lot better than Shenmue 1 oh, yeah. in terms of, like, just playability. So, in Shenmue 1, you would get somewhere and it wouldn't be time, even though it would be the right place and you just have to, like, literally wait real time. In a lot of the cases that's in Shenmue 2, it's just said, do you want to wait until then? Yes. And it'll skip to that time. Uh you talk to people, and when Rio says his dumb thing, like, hey, have you heard about the four voodoo? Mm-hmm. Uh, they will actually give you real info and tell you where to go. And I think they have to because the city is a lot bigger. Yes. So otherwise you would just wander around like an idiot. And it, you can go in almost every building, it seems like, so you would be looking forever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it is It is a lot better in that regard. We do. It does feel like we're progressing, but at the same time, it feels like we haven't accomplished anything. Yeah, nothing anything. has actually been accomplished. So I just think it's funny because the whole point of it is for Rio to get revenge for his dad. And, like, everyone tries to say, no, revenge is not good. And he's like, yeah, but I gotta kill Andy anyways. Like, what? I think there's going to be a story arc here where he learns... To let it go. That'll probably be in Shenmue 3, though. I I, that's I, that's my prediction for at some point in Shenmue. Okay, probably. That could be like Shenmue 5. Yeah, who, who, know. who knows? But the, he will eventually come around to, like, revenge is bad. It seems so 
not real that the third Shenmue game will be out later this year? <sighs> we gotta rush through Shenmue one or two. Oh, dear God, no, we don't have to. <laughs> yeah, so I next time I'll try to remember specific hilarious things that happened for Shenmue. But yeah, just I mean nothing really. We like got to Hong Kong and then learned we're learning kung fu. And we're trying to look for some dude who wrote a kung fu book. Well, you had to do the tree. You had to, like, knock the, the leaves off oh, the tree. Oh, yeah, I had to smack the tree and try to knock all the leaves off. You had to catch leaves Oh yeah, that from was, the tree. Yeah. That looked so fucking bad. <laughs> well, the problem is the game does not, like, give any hints of, like, what you're supposed to do. So you're just, like... So I was just trying a bunch of different things out. And uh, eventually you just had to look up a guide. Yeah, because we couldn't figure out how to catch leaves. <laughs> God damn. Alright, you played Bloodstained Ritual of the Night because I, I let you borrow it. I also forgot to bring it. No, oh, that's fine. Did you beat it? Yes. Nice. No, I beat How did you feel as someone who has never played Castlevania Symphony of the Night? I liked it a lot. Did you? Yeah. Yes. Okay. It's, um... At first I was not really liking it, but it's... It's one of those games where you have to unlock more. Yeah, so the movement feels really stiff in the beginning, yes. but once you get a double jump and all the other weird traversal stuff, I mm -hmm. think it opens up a lot yes, and it feels yes. a lot better. I did have to look up some guides because holy shit. There, there were two points where I literally thought, how could you have figured this yes. out? Yes, uh, one of them, is it for the spiky armor? No, the one I'm thinking of is near the end where you have to cut the thing in the background. Okay, yeah, yeah. What? You have to use the specific weapon to, uh, to do something in the back. It like was yeah, like yeah. what the fuck. The other one is you have to find the stuff that allows you to take a photo. Oh yeah, that yeah, is. Yeah. Why is it where it is? Yeah. What the fuck? That the those two and then also the like finding the armor. To, oh, that to one I just, key. I figured that one, yeah. I, Symphony of the Night is something similar to that, so I figured that one mm. out, but I was like, this is on like the opposite side of the map, and I, I never would have figured out that exact spot. Yeah. But there were a lot of times where like, because like you get that one ability where it lets you flip the world, flip upside, the world down. upside down. I yeah. kept forgetting I had that at times, <laughs> and I was just like, how am I supposed to get up there? And I, I just kept trying, and then it hit me like, oh, that's right. I can flip the whole world upside yeah, down. Yeah, yeah, that, that's going to make things a little easier. But no, I had a fantastic time, and that's why I kind of want to try uh, Super Metroid. Yeah, I, Super Metroid is great. It's mm -hmm. the basically the originator of that style right. of game. So. And I also kind of want to check out the Castlevania collection that Konami released. So only, only Symphony of the Night is like this, though. Mm. No, I well, and all of the ones that um, Koji Igarashi made for the DS and the Game Boy Advance. Okay. The early ones are not like that at all. They're mm. just more straight action games that oh, you okay. go through levels. The Symphony of the Night was the first one that was like mm -hmm. uh, Bloodstained. I, I had a lot of fun. I, yeah. I really liked it, yeah. That's cool. Um... So the new mobile game, Pokemon Masters, came out. Mm -hmm. It's a Pokemon gotcha game, and I like it. I don't know. You, oh yeah, it's three. Th it's three on three battles, and you get so it's a gotcha game. So you pull four characters, and you get Pokemon trainers that were like from the games, and also the manga, which is really weird. Uh, and they have one specific Pokemon, and so you have three trainers with three Pokemon. And it, it, it's a 
kind of weird, more action-oriented Pokemon combat. So they still get four types of moves, mm-hmm. but it is like almost every other mobile game where there is a bar that moves up and things will cost so much of the bar. Um, so there are four move slots like Pokemon, but they're not all moves. So like some of the characters will have a move and item, so they'll have like X special mm-hmm. attack or a potion or a full heal, and you can use those twice per battle mm. and then some of them have abilities like one uh i have snivy and it's like time to energize or something and it will fully fill the bar mm. so that you can do moves again right away and you can only use that twice a battle or whatever um and it, it's interesting i like it uh the thing i don't get about it is there is no stamina mechanic so nothing stops you from playing it forever and I, I feel like I need to text our friend Nukia who's playing it and be like, is there something I'm missing here or do I never have to stop playing this game? Because that's usually how those games right. get you to pay is because you try to pay to get beyond that stamina barrier mm-hmm. or like just become strong enough to not do that stuff. So I can literally go to the stages that are meant for grinding to level up and literally do them forever. Hmm. There's nothing deterring me from doing that. So I don't... It's weird. Well, if you spend money... So uh, you you can spend money on the paid currency, which will let you pull for new characters. And, like, right now, Blue, or Gary, as most people would know him as, you can pull to, like, try to get him and some of the other... Just a bunch of other trainers, but that's it. So, like, would it eliminate quite a bit of the grind? Not really. I don't know that you can pay for items. Hmm. I'm just trying to figure out, like... Yeah, it just seems like the only real hmm. paywall is, like, you getting those characters. Mm -hmm. But it gives you, in the story, which seems ridiculously long for a game that just launched, like, I'm on chapter 10 and I still haven't unlocked the co-op mode, and I guess there's 30 chapters in the game already. Uh, Yeah, like, you get a new Pokemon of each type at Mm -hmm. the end of each one, so, like, Hmm. I'm getting all the types... And some of them can evolve, some of them can't. It's, hmm. Yeah, okay, so my favorite part of the game, I love Brock, right? Yeah, you're, you're... They all have super moves, and so Brock, every time he kills a Pokemon, he says... I'm basically like, I'm rock hard now or something. It's really weird. Uh, and it's, it's hilarious. But his super move... Uh, let me look up what it's called but while he's doing it he like hulks out and his shirt rips off and he's just yelling <laughs> and it's so fucking dumb brock sucks though and he his onyx can't evolve into steelix which i think is bullshit they'll probably patch that in apparently you can pull and get a second brock mm. who has i think a different pokemon Oh, so that's okay. how they're getting around it. Like, most trainers would have six Pokemon, so they're going to be like, oh, but this is a Brock with a slightly different costume. Mm. The second one, his shirt doesn't rip off, so it's not as exciting. Uh, rock Solid Rock Slide is what his ultimate is called. But yeah, so I, everything he says is like weird mm-hmm. rock puns, but it just sounds so weird and sexual because right. I'm a child, right. and it, it's insane you're not the only one who's thinking these oh things. i mean yeah when at the end of every battle brock's like i'm getting rock solid now mm-hmm. you're like whoa calm down yeah it's yeah. just a pokemon battle <laughs> and yet it is trainers from all of them so like right. the chant like cynthia and all the champions steven lance you can't get a lot of them yet 
Mm-hmm. So I'm waiting. They have the story event that they just started. You can now pull for Blue, who was the original true champion after Lance. Mm. He has a Pidgeot, which, like, he also had an Arcanine and a Blastoise and a Nidoking. You can, right. you can give me Pidgeot. Apparently, he's, like, really broken and mad good. But oh, well. I'm not pulling until I can get a trainer I want. I'm, I want Steven, personally. Now, is it just Gen 1, or is it a lot nope, of Nope, it's things? all... So, like, I have uh, Snivy on my team. Oh, that's right. I, I, I have Lucario as well. And they, they some of them have unique mechanics, like Lucario, her tra- his, yeah, it's his trainer. When he uses his super, he becomes Mega Lucario, and then all his moves cost more and do more damage, mm. but he stays Mega for the rest of the battle, which is weird. Is it a competitive you're fighting against other people? Nope, it's all AI. So what are you working towards? Being the best. Trainer, you can are you be. leveling up your Pokemon? You level up the Pokemon, and so certain Pokemon can evolve. Uh, like that's weird. I evolved Seal into Dugong, and I evolved Snivy into whatever the hell the second form is. I never right. remember that because Superior is the third form. Uh, and so a lot. Some of them have starters, and the starters will all evolve and can go those other ones. But yeah, like Brock, his Onyx can't evolve into Steelix, and I don't get why. You is the main character of a Pikachu, and you can't evolve it into a Raichu. Is his classic and dumbass Pokemon. That's 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 not surprising. To me. I hate that because the Pokemon that don't evolve are generally weaker in this as well right, as they are in right. regular Pokemon. So it's kind of annoying. Do you have to have Pikachu, or can you get rid no, of No, so I don't use the main character on my team anymore, because generally the next chapter, you have to use the character you just got, because mm-hmm. that's the Pokemon's weakness now. They change it up a little bit. Each Pokemon only has one weakness, just so, so that's an easier mechanic. So, like, if you play through the story or whatever, is it pretty much, like, this is the next Pokemon you're going to get type of thing? Yeah, you get the trainer, and they will have a specific Pokemon. So you, so you pretty much could look up and see exactly what you're going to get next? Yeah, and then you can also look at a list of the characters in the gotcha poll mm-hmm. if you wanted to really try to get characters. But none of them in there are something I really want right now. So, so you're just kind of waiting? Yeah, I will wait. I think I'm going to wait until someone has a Torchic and then pull. Uh, some girl has an Arcanine, and I don't remember her as a trainer from any Pokemon. Hmm. I'll have to show you later. I can't, I can't, I can't remember who, who she is. Uh, but I, as a mobile game, it's pretty cool, and I I hope they keep updating it in the future. I mean, there's so many Pokemon they could add, right. and so many trainers that I enjoyed from all the Pokemon games, so it's cool. Yeah, cool. And you played Assassin's Creed Origins again? I didn't see you add this one. Yeah, uh, well... Or is it the Dilk, the DLC? N- I never played this. Oh, Origins! Yes. Oh, I can say, in my head, I always conflate the two and think they're the same game. No, this is the one that came out in 2016 or 17, whatever year the Switch came out. Yeah. Which, if you remember, I waited and got my Switch later in the year. I do remember that. And I, the first game I played was Zelda. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, I'm going to buy Assassin's Creed Origins now after I beat Zelda. And then I played for an hour and I looked at the map and went, I can't play another huge open world game right now. Yeah. So then I stopped playing it. And then I around this time, I was just like, I haven't played really a, an open world game or a big one all year. So now's the time to go back and play Origins. So like, I'm only 10 hours, 8 to 10 hours into the game. I was playing Bloodstained and then another game I'm going to talk about in a bit. 
a lot more. So this has just been kind of like a game I sit down and play for an hour here and there. But yeah. I thought about playing Origins a lot because I think Egypt is really cool it is. as a setting and like their gods and stuff, the mm-hmm. culture. And then I remember that it's an Assassin's Creed game and then I no longer have any desire to play it. In fairness, it's very different. It is very different, different from the last well, 800 of the other mm-hmm. ones I played, but I just... The way everyone talks about like how much content Origins and Odyssey have, like I just this is much I have smaller. I have so much open world fatigue overall yeah. that I feel like as soon as I open this, I'll be like, oh no. See, like I can and play I... an open world big one like this, like maybe once a year. I got like one in me. Yeah. And I I haven't played a big one. I, since I haven't I, I haven't played one in a very long time, so I. I just don't want to, though, I guess, is yeah, my thing. Like, I you don't, don't like them. No, like, as much anymore. I But th- if I was going to play one, like an older one, I think I would play Assassin's Creed Origins, just because mm-hmm. Bilak seemed like a really cool character. Uh, and it's it's not as big as Odyssey. No, Odyssey seems insane. But e- even just Assassin's Creed in general, mm-hmm. I always open up the map and I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> uh I will say that I do like the combat better in Odyssey. It was different. And it was definitely much more of an RPG. Which, I mean, that was the one after, so... Yeah. It's hard to complain about that stuff. But no, I'm enjoying it. Yeah. Just slowly making my way through that. That one's gonna be, like, a couple months, probably, of me just... (sighs) Boy. Playing it here and there. So, you played Knights and Bikes and was not... So, like, I feel bad... I don't know why I should feel bad about it. I just, right, like, yeah. I, I wanted to like it, and I remember when they had their Kickstarter, I almost backed it, and then, like, I realized that it was already over, so I didn't. Knights and Bikes is a definitely supposed to be a co-op game, mm. and I did not play it co-op. It is about these two girls on a British island. It is based on, like, a real British place... And they are looking for a, like, treasure of legend because one of their homes is being, um, like, basically taken away from them. And her mom had died recently, and it's like, mm. kind of a sad scenario. But yeah, her dad doesn't have enough money to continue to pay because they run an RV park. And so people will come and camp on the island for the summer or something. But I guess it was a bad tourism season. And after they had to pay the mom's medical bills and stuff, it, they're just, mm-hmm. everything's being closed down. And so I don't, one of the main reasons why I think that it just didn't really connect with me very much. Two reasons. I, I'm not British. Right. And like, this very much seems like a, Hey, people would relate to this type thing if you had that experience and like i just don't right second it's based in the 80s and i feel like this has been happening a lot especially with indie games recently and even tv like stranger things and stuff like that in 80s music right i just i we weren't alive like we we i we were born in 1990 and it just I don't have any nostalgia for that stuff. Mm -hmm. So when a lot of stuff is like, ooh, 80s nostalgia, it just is totally and completely lost on me. Right. And this is a lot of that. Like, there are a video game console, and it's just weird and very 80s aesthetic. just didn't really do it for me. Um, the The gameplay also just, like... 
I, I didn't find it to be very fun. Mm-hmm. It is like a pseudo action RPG, and I think it would have been better if there was no combat, actually, because you fight a lot of the same enemies over the course. It probably took me like, I would say six or seven hours to beat it. Mm. Not not super long, right? But it, it is very much meant to be co op, and you can switch between the two girls. And, like, you're supposed to work together to solve puzzles. But the way they get around that for single player is the AI just solves the puzzle. <laughs> like, if you're not the character that you need to be because they each have slightly different weapon sets, the other character just does the thing. Mm. And you're like, oh, well, I didn't need to figure that out, I guess. And, it, yeah, so the one girl has a frisbee, water balloons, and a boom box. And the other girl has... She can stomp with her rain boots. A weird, like, Nintendo Power Glove-like thing that used to electrocute enemies, and you can also possess them, and... I don't even remember the third one. Uh, and so you've, you get into a lot of these combat scenarios where they're all very similar and damage numbers pop off, but it's never, like, very exciting. Right. And I never even came close to dying. I think my favorite part is... The way you heal is you pick up band-aids and then you hold circle and they put their hand up for a high five and if the other person high fives them you heal the damage the longer you high five. <laughs> that's cool. Right. Uh, you ride around on bikes and that's the fastest way to go. One of the things that annoyed me a lot about it is there are a lot of sequences where you just can't use your bike or you can't run. Mm. And so one thing that is like one of my biggest pet peeves in games is when you ha- are forced to go slow and it just after a certain point, I was like, why isn't it not letting me run at this part? And it's just pissing me off by mm-hmm. the end. But, yeah, it's cool. And it's like a story about like a coming-of-age thing. And there were some story things. Like, I don't want to spoil it because it just came out. But, right. like, I didn't understand the ending. Mm. I don't know if any of it was real. Like, Because I, I, there's a lot of stuff where it's just like, oh, this is my imagination. And right. I'm pretending like this is a thing. It's very clear that it's make-believe. Right. But then, like, at the end, I was like, is... what? So it was just, it was just weird. Very British. I, I don't know. Right. The The aesthetic is cool. It was, uh... Do you remember what Tearaway looked like? The Media Molecule game? Yeah. A couple people who worked on Tearaway made this. Mm. So it very much is that same, like, paper craft style. It looks really cool. Yeah, I, yeah. I think the visual aesthetic is very cool. There's not a lot of music in it. Like, a lot of it is literally just, like, the wind blowing. Mm. And I think that's part of where it took place is like it's just windy and rainy all the time. Not, right. not great. But there's I I connect with music a lot in games, and if it just didn't have very much of it, and what it did have, I didn't find to be very memorable. So, see, I I, I find myself I tone out like ninety percent of the music no, in video don't games. Worry, this doesn't really have it. It, it was it was okay. Like mm-hmm. I I don't think it was a bad game. It just seemed like not my cup of tea. Right. And it, yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I beat it. I saw it through to the end, but it was just like, eh, I could have done without playing that, I guess. But I'm glad, I'm glad I gave it a shot. It right, just was, right. was weird. And now the game that you played next, I almost bought. Yes. I want there to be someone to say, hey, here's a patch where now it doesn't run as bad. Hey, yeah, I played Control. Yeah. I just finished it. Nice. Right before this podcast. So did you like it a lot? So one thing, I mean, we'll get into this right afterwards because I played Astral Chain instead, which is Astral Chain reviewed higher than Control did. Yes, I 
I don't think so. <laughs> I think the control is probably a better game, but you know. Well, like, I assume Astral Chain does not have the frame rate issues. No. And I have to say, this is one of the weirdest games I have ever played. I'm very I want to play it so bad. It is weird and bizarre and it feels like anything i talk about is a spoiler yeah so i'm gonna try to keep well, it so the the concept right is I'll, you're I'll, essentially like an agent i'll start at the very beginning and yeah, just talk yeah. about like the little bit at the beginning yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, even though that could be construed as a spoiler well, but yeah, like i mean it, like, you gotta give context yeah, for exactly. it I, I get that it starts out and you're just a woman on the street uh-huh and all you know is I guess I can walk forward into this building. Okay. So you walk into this building, and it's like an FBI government building type of thing. It's the Federal Bureau of Control. Mm -hmm. And there's nobody in there. Yeah. You're just walking around, and you're like, hello, is anybody here? And you're just walking around. And then you just walk around for probably a good five to ten minutes, and then you run into one person. It's the janitor, right? Who's the janitor. Hell yeah. Who's a weird, has like a European accent, like a maybe Russian or something around there. You talk to him and then he's like, oh yeah, go, you can be my assistant janitor and then go here and then he, he sends you and then, and then you find your way into the director's office who is dead on the ground and then you pick up a gun that starts talking to you. And, I want to play this so bad. And then, like, even weirder things happen <laughs> in this game. I'm not going to go any further than that. Oh, no, yeah. yeah so, just... so, like, the whole concept is it is called the oldest house, right? The old house, yes. And is it that there is, like, kind of, like, otherworldly stuff that's, like, bleeding over into our world type thing? Yes. So, so if I had to, like, give an aesthetic for what I believe the game is like... It is a combination of, like, the X-Files and the Men in Black. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, it's a secret organization that is working behind the scenes to kind of try to figure out or mitigate, mm -hmm. like, not not necessarily extraterrestrial, but, mm -hmm. like, otherworldly right, stuff. Right. And it's, like, kind of creepy. Yeah, yes. But not necessarily. And there's not a lot of music in it. Yeah. But when there is music, it hits hard. Yeah. Uh, and, and you have, like, weird... So I guess my question, because I've purposely tried to not watch a lot of gameplay stuff right. on it because I didn't want to be spoiled or whatever. Mm. Is the gameplay, like, is it mostly a third-person shooter style thing? Or third-person shooter style yes. thing? Or is it, like, because I know you also have, like, kind of psychic powers things. Uh, by the end, at the beginning, you're primarily using your gun and which it's the same gun and you just kind of like can transfer the yeah, gun yeah. into like it, it starts out as like a pistol and then you can transfer it into a shotgun oh, and nice. you can and you that's just by uh, hitting act or square mm -hmm. and it'll switch and you can switch between two but then you can go into a menu and like swap out the two uh, i primarily just stuck with the pistol the whole time because mm -hmm. i found that was the most accurate uh so but no you can have like uh a rocket launcher, a machine gun, a shotgun, uh, cool. uh, the pistol. Uh, but as the game goes on and you start putting more into your abilities, more like skill points, it gets to a point where like the telekinesis where you throw, like you can do that like five, six times in a row with yeah. your energy. 
So you're just like just chucking that at dudes, and like when your energy is down at the bottom, then you're like, I guess I'll shoot a couple guys, but then I'm just gonna go right back to throwing yeah. at people. Uh, and then um, there's a dash that you can kind of dash. Uh, and then there's another ability which I won't go into. But that is a side mission, and if you do not do the side mission, you just do not get that ability. Nice. So uh, Interesting. And it is weird, because it's all just in this big building. The only part where you're not in the building is the, like, two or maybe ten seconds that you're just walking across the street and into the building. But it's just weird, because it just starts out that way... You, there's no like cutscene at the <laughs> no beginning. context, no you nothing. Have, if I would love for someone who like just bought this game, they didn't look anything up about this game. They have no idea what it is, and then all of a sudden that's the start. Like they would just be confused. Um, I will say, after playing this and then playing Bloodstained, I look forward to playing Gears, which is going to be very straightforward. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because this is... But, like, even the... Uh, the game does not tell you how to get anywhere. No, and I also am to understand that it's, like, not necessarily straightforward. Like, you no, can no, no. sometimes enter a door, and it might not actually be the same place that it was the last time you e- opened the door. And, yes. like, just bizarre shit like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, what system did you play it on? PS4. Did it... Okay, so, so one of the main issues that people were having with this game is that it performs very poorly in yes. some circumstances. Yes. Especially on the base PS4 and the original mm-hmm. Xbox One. How was your experience with that? Was it, like, really bad at times? Or was you it... You uh, would... Not take it? You well, would be I like, wouldn't be able to do it? This is unacceptably okay. bad. Yeah, I, I saw some people saying really bizarre things about it. But, mm. so one of the things that I think is crazy is it's not consistent. Yeah. So... The people at Digital Foundry, they're a Eurogamer branch website that does like in-depth looks at how games run and the differences between the uh, different console versions and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. They, when they played it on the original, their original PS4, had no problems at the office. But then the guy went and played it on his original PS4 at home, and it was like borderline unplayable. Mm-hmm. And it seems like there is no correlation. Like some people will have an okay time, some people will have a fucking awful time, even using the same abilities. And right? I think part of that is because it's so physics based, and yes. it's the projectile throw, and then like things just go all crazy. So it also seems like it may just have a lot of issues with streaming in textures mm-hmm. not working very well, and also. Uh, it might have to do with how much space you have left on your hard drive and various weird things like that because I also saw a lot of people playing the PS or the the PC version who have like SSDs that should be able to load everything instantly and the textures still pop in in like horrendous fashion. So it seems like maybe it just wasn't fully optimized in a lot of cases. Which I don't want to defend it but this was actually I played two 505 games. This is not like a major AAA studio funding this yeah well this was remedy well no but 505 was the publisher. they published it yeah but remedy i mean i don't know how much money remedy has to spend i like, mean enough they, they, just, they just bought back alan wake so. i mean sure i but i mean like i bet quantum break probably had a much bigger budget than this much to everyone's dismay i think yeah. right i'm the but you can tell like they definitely pulled from that and th- this is a game that i really enjoyed 
I don't know how you would feel because I do know those mechanical issues. Oh, the, would... that that would drive me nuts. That's why I was like literally about to just go get it, and mm. then I saw everyone being like, "Oh no!" But I definitely do recommend picking it up at some point. Oh, I, I for sure, and I, I Beef. think that I think there, I think there's no way that they don't patch it to mm. at least make it a better in some cases. Because like I think this is a game that you're going to want to play before. The end of the year. No, I, I, yeah, I very because, much want to play it for sure. Because I know you like to listen to the Giant Bomb, like end of the year stuff, and like I well, think in our podcast, yes, yes. yeah. So, <laughs> like, I think you're just gonna want to have that context because, like, there are a couple moments where you're just like, "What the fuck is going on?" I'm, I'm very, I, I want to try it out really yes. bad. I just, I have not seen that they have issued any like major patches or anything. I think they will. Yes, yes. I was gonna get it on PC, but then my graphics card. At the highest would do 24 frames a second. Mm. So it's, it would just not be great experience. Right. Whereas I, I don't think it would be that great on console either. But I, I think that if they do patch it, the PS4 Pro version would be okay enough right. that mm. I could be like, oh, you know. And, and I have faith they can. Like Monster Hunter Iceborne. Like Monster mm. Hunter World ran okay. Apparently with Iceborne, they improved the performance like quite a bit. Mm. So I, I like if I play on the PS4 Pro frame rate mode like it never dips below 60 anymore i don't think so like the one thing i will say is i never died because of the frame rate well yeah i yeah i i don't think that would be the case i would just it would make me upset i think i will say it is does get difficult at times and there is no difficulty setting Mm. so it's one of those games where you're just kind of like this is what it is I, i also saw a lot of people saying that control is the first game that they have played where it seems like we need to move to the next generation the first one i would argue was rage Okay, well, I, yeah, I didn't play Rage, Rage. Two. But but control, it just feels like this is cool and like there's mm-hmm. a lot of interesting things happening here. But the tech is holding it back in a way that is like mm, yeah, that kind of sucks. Rage Two felt like the tech was holding it back, but there weren't a lot of cool things happening. Control also because the PC version is one of the first games that has like legit ray tracing with right. those new RTX cards. That shit looks insane. Yeah. It looks so good. Mm-hmm. And then I look at the PS4 version, it's like, this looks pretty good still, but, like, people underestimate how important lighting is to making a game look good. It looks crazy Mm -hmm. with those cards. So I, yeah. And even people who are playing it on the 2070 are still having, Mm -hmm. like, performance issues with, like, super high-end stuff, so... I have a feeling it was just some optimization stuff that is the issue. Yeah. But it's a game of moments, and it is, it's just fun. Yeah. I definitely recommend. And it's not like it's super long. It, no, I, I'm very I will definitely try to pick it up. I, I want to play it. Maybe twelve hours or so I made it through. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I played Astral Chain. I'm still playing Astral Chain. I am on chapter eight out of eleven. So you're pretty far in. Astral Chain is pure anime bullshit. And I like that about it. It is a platinum game, which platinum makes all kinds of action games. The last mm-hmm. big game they did was near Automata. And so originally Platinum was the director Hideki Kamiya. He had worked on Capcom. He worked at Capcom. He made, he was a director on Beautiful Joe. Mm -hmm. He did the first few Devil May Cry games. And like his whole thing was like stylish action. That's what he, he wanted to do. Right. And 
he ended up making platinum so that he could make his own things. And the original Bayonetta, I think, is the closest to what Devil May Cry used to be like. Mm -hmm. And then each of their games, in my opinion, even Bayonetta 2, have gotten further and further from being like Devil May Cry. Whereas now, I think Astral Chain is like the furthest abstracted from that. Where it's just not as responsive and like this super responsive, super deep action game. First of all, it runs at 30 frames a second, which... It's on the Switch. It's on the Switch, and, like, I get that. And it's not as reaction-based as most other Platinum games. It is actually getting review-bombed on Metacritic because it's 30 frames a second. People are, like, super upset about it. And people are also review-bombing it because it's a Switch exclusive, which, like, no shit. They funded it. (laughs) I mean... See, that's why I never... I just ignore user reviews because, like, things get review-bombed yeah, but for it, uh, just asinine things. So, Astral Chain is fine at 30 frames a second, whereas right. most other action games, I would say, it definitely is not an acceptable thing to have anymore. But it is... Every attack is so telegraphed that it's, like, crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is also because you control two characters. So, you control your character, who is a cop that... It has been given this device called the Legatus that allows you to control an otherworldly being called a Legion. And there are five different types of Legions that you get over the course of the game, but the main one you start with is a sword thing. It is like one-button combat, essentially. So, mm-hmm. like, you use the right trigger to attack with your character, and the left... The, the Legion will attack on its own, but if you hold the left trigger and use the stick, you can move the Legion around. Mm-hmm. So you can do weird shit, like you can... The chain that tethers your arm to the Legion is called the Astral Chain, because of course it is. But you can, like, wrap it around enemies, and they'll get, like, stunned for a minute, or you can, like, trip enemies and knock them down. Um, But it's very simple combat, essentially, and, like, you can dodge... Is the combat at least, like, mindless and fun, or is it, like... So, I always get Ds in the combat, and, Mm. like, occasionally I'll get, like, an S+, and it's because I just... There's a lot of weird shit with it that I don't know if it's just me not getting the combat or if it's just that's the way it is. Mm-hmm. So, like, in Bayonetta and Near Automata, if you dodged, you're, like, invincible. It doesn't right. matter. In this, you're not. And there's another extra layer on top of it that really frustrates me a lot. So, like, if you do a full combo, your character will glow and you're supposed to hit the left trigger to have your Legion do an attack. And it starts this huge drawn-out animation and you're not invincible during that. So it's like, I feel like I should never use that attack mm-hmm. because I just get hit out of it, which is really weird. Well, that's, um, yeah. Like, the whole thing about a super is it's supposed to be, like, amazing. Yeah, so it's like this, you're supposed to, like, use this attack whenever you get your full combo off. And it just, I always get hit out of it or, like, get hit in weird ways. And it, I, you get enough healing items over the course of a level that it's never a big deal. Like, I'm not dying usually, right. but even then I can die three times. It's just, like, the rating at the end is like, yeah, you did not a great stylish job. It's like, oh, I don't really care. Um, so, like, do you think the stylish rating does not fit this gameplay? No, I think it could. Mm. I just, I get hit a lot, and okay. it doesn't like you getting hit. Right. Which, I mean, Devil May Cry doesn't like that either. No, but Devil May Cry, I feel like I have more control I mean, that has, a, that has depth to it, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, I Devil May Cry, I could... If I got a D, it was like, oh, yeah, I just sucked. Yeah, yeah. Whereas if I got, I could get an S plus also and be like, yeah, I, you know, I did a good job on mm-hmm. that one. This one, if I get an S plus, I'm just like, 
I didn't do anything differently. I just feel like the combat is kind of against me in that case. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's not that deep, right? right and right. you fight a lot of the same enemies. And it's also not like other Platinum games where it's not super long. Like, I'm played for like 13 hours. And that's already way longer than most Platinum games. And I have seen that it's about 20, 25. And you're already in Chapter 8? Yeah. And there's 11 chapters? Yeah. So the next... The chapters are so long. You said you, you've played 13 hours. I Yeah. Which, like, okay, a I'm... Devil May Cry chapter takes, like... Well, no, I'm confused because, like, you're saying, like, the next three, four chapters are going to be, like, nine hours. I am. That doesn't make any sense. So, like, normally in a lot of these Platinum-type games, with the exception of, like, Nier, but you could quit Nier whenever you wanted. Right. The missions are... Short. I understand. Short. Yeah, yeah. Each mission in this is over an hour and a half, it feels like. And, like, that, it feels too long in a lot of scenarios. Like, some of them feel weird and dragged out. And part of it is because you start each chapter and you're in the police thing. You're mm-hmm. in the police HQ and you can do a bunch of side quests that are, like, kind of dumb and fun. Like, there's this girl named Marie who dresses up as Lappy the cop dog to try to cheer everyone up because everything's really depressing. Lappy sounds a little... You know what? We're not going to get into that. It's uh, Anyways, Lappy's a fun character. Marie mm-hmm. is the person inside the costume and... It's just dumb. Right. Like she tries to cheer you up because everything else is like deathly serious. The plot is that these things called chimeras are coming through uh, from another dimension and like they're going to overtake the world and destroy it. And you, your legion is a like basically an enslaved chimera. They don't really get into the ethics of that scenario, and I have a feeling that they just definitely won't. And it seems like 99% of the plot points are just straight up ripped from the anime Neon Genesis Evangelion. So I have a feeling I know exactly where this product is going. Uh, And it just is like kind of so far up its own ass at some times Mm. that it's just like, I don't, you know... I, the plot also just it, I don't care a lot about it right. The you as the main character you never talk so there's so many scenarios where someone will tell you all this shit and then they'll just assume you said something and be like oh whatever and for a character action game where the whole point of that is the main character right. it's, it's bad like I just it doesn't feel good like I'm not attached to the main character in any way well the good news is if you play Control there's an inner monologue every, like, 30 seconds. See, I like that. Um, but, so, you you pick the boy or the girl, and mm. whichever one you don't pick is your twin, and they are characterized. Oh, yeah, I did and hear I about that. I think that's so annoying. That I've heard because about Because you, yeah. your character is so meaningless in the whole thing. And that also means it is voice acted. Yes. <laughs> because, like, if you pick the female, then the male is act- voice exactly, acting. Exactly. And so it's infuriating. So, like, my sister is, like, saying all the shit yeah, and has yeah. his whole personality and I'm like, whatever. I'm like the all-powerful god-man who can control all these crazy things. But, like, whatever. Mm. I'm meaningless. This is weird. Yeah. Like, your dad is a character in the game. And you, you go to this other dimension where the chimeras are, and it always looks the same. I, I, so, so what bothers me about it is I don't dislike it, and I'm actually having a good time with it. Right. But I can see all of these places where it's like, oh, this could be better, and this could be better, and it could be awesome. Right, right. But it just, like, so many things fall kind of short where it's like, this is an enjoyable experience, but, like, meh. It, 
I, th- I think there's going to be two sequels. I think it's supposed to be a trilogy. Mm. So like they have they the announced chance. that there was going to be a. They did sequel. say there was. They were going to if it did well, they were going to try to make it be three games, and I I think it sold well. Mm. So I think they're going to do that. It is a cool concept, and I like the world. It just is like everything maybe takes a little too long for the, a character action game. The combat is never like evolves enough in my opinion for it to be like oh this is like a whole new dynamic mm. like in devil may cry or bayonetta when you get a new weapon it's like oh shit right this is a crazy different it's like i got a different legion and now it's still auto attacks and it's basically the same also as a completionist it's driving me insane mm. you run into areas in the beginning of the game that require end game stuff to unlock so it's like well you just got to come back here later and replay this whole hour and a half long mission fuck off with that Hey, I mean, that's that, that's how uh, they want to design a game. Some of the side quests are you can find a cat in every level, and you can mm-hmm. find a toilet in every level. And if you go to the toilet, you get a piece of toilet paper that you can give to the ghost in one of the stalls in Police HQ. Yeah. It's goofy and dumb. Yeah. And I, I, I do enjoy it, and it is an interesting like Nintendo product because Nintendo funded it. Right. So, like, I don't know. They've had a couple weird games this year yeah but i i I like that they're trying it yeah i I think it's interesting but yeah it could be better yeah yeah Yeah, of course yeah and so plague tale innocence was the other game you played i remember not knowing what this game was and then all of a sudden everyone was like yo this game is so good yeah and is is it i i'm four chapters in which each chapter is about a half hour so i'm a couple hours in it's interesting. I'll keep playing through it. So, I don't even know what it is. Is it an adventure game? Mm, it's more of a stealth. Ooh, I'm game. out of that. It's. Now. I mean, like, I don't like stealth either, but it's pretty easy stealth. I. Oh my, there was a stealth sequence in Astral Chain. My number one pet peeve in video games. Fucking, if your game's not a stealth game, don't fucking put a stealth sequence in. Boy, they suck. I mean, this is very... This like, is, that's what the game is, I get it. it well, it's it's much more story-based. It's more of like a story-based with stealth elements. So it's like, what is it? it, it France and like the... It, it, during the plague. During the Black Plague, okay. So like, yeah. and you're playing as a girl... And, like, something happens and her town is attacked. And then it's just, like, you and your younger brother. Yeah. And you're just trying to survive and just kind of run through. So that's where, like, the uh, the stealth comes in. Mm-hmm. You're just trying to sneak your way through. Which the stealth is very simple. It's just, like, hey, throw this rock at metal and it pings. And then the, there's, like, a, uh, a thing above their, like, the enemy's heads. And you can kind of see how long oh, they're going to stay absolute there. absolute least favorite stealth mechanics and then like you throw a pot and they go investigate it so it's like very basic uh stealth it's not anything too difficult yeah but Uh, it it is more just about the story yeah and i saw nothing negative about it i Mm -hmm. it came out the same week as some other major game right and i remember looking at metacritic and being like what the fuck is this game and why does it have like such a high metacritic rating while the other games that came out that week had like way lower yeah. And this is this is not a triple A game. I don't no. even know. This might be the studio's first game. I don't know, but like, it looks surprisingly well for. No, like, it looks really good. Five hundred five has a lot of money to pump into stuff. I think, but yeah, I just, it came out of nowhere really, right. and I was like, this is really weird. I, I don't think that the setting or the gameplay are like my thing. Right. But I I never saw anyone say anything negative about it, mm-hmm. which I just thought was bizarre because right. normally a game that looks that good and is like. Uh, essentially a triple a game 
usually they don't just pop out of nowhere like that mm-hmm. and i maybe i just wasn't paying attention but it seemed well, like it came out of nowhere it was earlier this year it was a few months ago yeah. it's kind of like greedfall that's coming out right now where like i don't that, even know what the fuck that is so there you go that's one where like you should look this up it looks really weird it's like during the like, the maybe 18th century and you're going across like you you travel on a ship to the new world uh, okay yeah this sounds very similar in terms of what it is well this is the and then like it's just kind of like an action world on like an open world but then there's also like supernatural elements to it this oh you're, you mean the, the great fall okay but it's also in like the 18th century so you have like all the it has like that old aesthetic but then there's also it looks bizarre oh okay that one oh, i can't remember who like other games they made but yeah yeah, so I, Plague Tale seemed cool. Yeah. Uh, I remember a couple people asked me, they're like, should I play this? And I was like, I mm-hmm. normally I would have an answer for you on this, but like, I don't know. So far, I would say, give it a try. Yeah, I it, people are very positive about mm-hmm. it, including you. So I mean, I'm only a couple hours in. But well, yeah, but I, I mean, it, unless it just like right. starts to suck, it'll right, probably right. be the same, at least the same quality throughout. I will say it is effective. I was like kind of nervous like stealthing my way through so like that was that's that's a a positive thing you can say it is like if because i normally don't like stealth and like if you actually get me engaged and i'm like i'm genuinely nervous Mm. or like i remember in spider-man i just felt annoyed uh in spider-man i felt like they made it easy just because people like me would be like don't don't do this it was still frustrating oh yeah yeah um, do you think that the story's gonna have, like, a good payoff? Are you enjoying the plot of it? it be, yes, because, like, there's this whole thing of, like, the brother is sick, but they're not really saying how, which it, it oh, is, like... maybe he has the plague, maybe he doesn't type thing? Uh, no, it seems like it's more like Ooh. he may have some, like, mental... Oh, no, okay. Like, schizophrenia Ooh, or shit. something like that, where, like, his, he's like, my brain, it hurts and stuff. So, oh, okay. Like, something's going on, because, like, the whole thing is, like... Your your mother had him like locked away, oh, type of thing. So you don't even have much of a relationship with your brother. So I think there's going to be like you you two are going to get closer together through this tale, and you're going to slowly uncover what's wrong with him. I gotcha. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Although it does have a really sad start, where like in the first ten minutes, your dog dies. That's not good. No, that, that's don't do that. Yeah, don't do that. No, that so. I don't like that. No. Um, I had another question that I totally lost in my brain. Are you playing that on PS4? I am. Okay. Yep. Cool. That that runs better than Control. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, I would expect it to. I guess. Uh, it probably doesn't have as much physics. <laughs> no, no. No. Yeah. All right. Where are we at on this? I think we we could have time for. Yeah, do we can we can part? talk for like 15 20 minutes. So we we'll oh. grab this the snowman and pull a pull a thing out and we'll see. Okay. Do you want to pull? Sure. I'll pull. And if it's not good, I'll put it back. If it's going to be too long, put it back. Oh, I'll put it back. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I want to know, but I'll ask after. Damn it. I got to find one. I feel see now this is going to take forever. I feel like I need to find one that is like. If you don't find one, I'll pull the next one. Okay. That last one I did see, and you're just like, I can't do that one right I now. I can't. Did you play this ever? 
No, I didn't. Okay, because I could, I can talk about it. I mean, like I, I have plans of playing it at some point, but like I haven't yet. So. Okay, well, if you will play it at some point, then I guess we should save it and uh, we'll I'll see. F- because it, I, I, there's a lot about the game. That's, uh... Yes. Yeah, sure. Did you play that? Ever? No, I've never played this. All right, so we this one I can talk about in a relatively quick fashion. Um, the the game we pulled out to talk about from the snowman's head this time is Kid Icarus Uprising, which mm. we talked a lot about Super Smash Brothers earlier. Yes. Uh, Sakurai's team, Hal Labs, they made uh, most Kirby games. They made most Smash, yeah, well, all Smash games. Yes. Uh, but they also did the reboot of Kid Icarus, which is, called Kid Icarus Uprising is for this the 3DS. The, okay, this is the one with the 3DS, mm-hmm. and it had the really bad control scheme. Yeah, so I, my hands hurt when I play the 3DS normally. Right. This game wanted you to use the buttons and the stylus at all times, but like you also could get the weird other analog stick Mm. thing if you were left-handed. Like, you couldn't play it if you were left-handed effectively. Uh, It's just super weird. Um, So Kid Icarus was a Nintendo game Mm -hmm. that I... uh, People seem to think fondly of. I don't like the way it plays. Like, I, I know a lot of Nintendo games are, like, simpler, and I... A lot of them don't connect with me, but Kid Icarus, I feel like, is especially just, like, not really fun. Do you think they could port this to the Switch I think they, I think they could port it to something else that has dual analog control and it'd be totally fun. And just get rid of the touch controls or whatever. Yeah, so... Kid Icarus, you, the, the Pit is the main character. He's an angel. Mm-hmm. Uh, he works for a goddess named Palutena. There's some bad people, the Eggplant Wizard and a couple other things. Uprising was a reboot that I, I think actually did really poorly. I, I don't think it sold super great for them because I don't know that many people knew what Kid Icarus was or right. cared. It is a good game, so it takes a lot of stuff that Sakurai had done with other games. Like, if you ever played Kirby's Air Ride? I'm familiar with it, where that's that racing game where you don't actually hold any buttons to go. Yeah, so Kirby's Air Ride is really cool, but it had this achievement-type system that they eventually added to Smash as well, Mm. where, like, you would complete objectives, and it would, like, mark it off on this weird board, and it was, like, a 40-by-40 board, and they were all achievements, and certain things would unlock if you did certain achievements. Mm -hmm. Kid Icarus Uprising does stuff like that. Okay. Um, So it just wants you to do, like, weird objectives, like kill so many people, or, like, do this level in this time, do this bizarre thing. So it has that kind of unlock system, which is really cool. It is two types of gameplay where um, it's like an on-rail shooter, mm-hmm. and those parts aren't that fun, but then also it has a weird like ground combat mechanic where you, you get all these strange weapons. You can get like guns, bows, swords, and so in the like on-rail shooter portions, you're just shooting the enemies with whatever weapon you have, but then on the ground you can do like weird, interesting combos and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um it's fun, and it was, like, pretty good. I think the controls are the major hindrance. Uh, I think that humor is hard to do in video games, and this game really goes for it. I was going to say, this is this game really breaks the fourth wall. It breaks, a, it breaks a fourth wall a lot, and it has, like, some weird, interesting plot twists. Because uh, there's, like, a whole first part of the game, and then, like, you think it's over, but then there's this whole way larger second half. Mm. And it just... 
I don't know, like, the humor doesn't really hit for me very much, but they really, really go for it. Pelotain is always talking to Pit over the entire game, basically. And sometimes it can be a little much, a little much talking. And Pit is, like, trying to have, like, pithy comebacks and, like, break the fourth wall and stuff. And it's, like, it's okay sometimes, but maybe a little bit uh, over the top. I I wonder how it is in Japanese. I wonder if it is exactly the same or if it's uh, maybe slightly different. Which, I mean, everyone had... I mean, comedy's so subjective. Some people, it, it is, yeah. Some people like that, and you are... You seem like the type that you're not really as into that. Yeah, it doesn't... I mean, like, I especially don't like Deadpool, so, like, that breaking the fourth wall kind of thing just doesn't really do it for me. And you didn't seem to really like the 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 humor in uh, Sunset Overdrive. Yeah, not not my main cup of tea, which is... It's fine. It's, yeah, it's yeah. for somebody. I, I don't dislike it in Kid Icarus, yeah, 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 particularly. Yeah. I just thought it was weird. It's one of the most memorable things about it. It just has a very unique flavor all around, mm-hmm. and it is a lot different than most other Nintendo games. Uh, it also had this really weird multiplayer mode where it's just you running around on the ground fighting people, and it had this bizarre gotcha mechanic where you would like get these weapon orbs and unlock weapons and then fuse them together, and it was also strangely deep. Onli- it was online? You could do online as well on the 3DS, yeah. Uh, and compete against other people mm-hmm. and so you would level up and get all these crazy weapons and unlock all this crazy shit it was like another separate game in it did do you think people got went deep into that yeah or? i uh i played it a bunch for a while but mm-hmm. i it was never fun enough for me to right. be like oh i'm gonna keep going into this but that also has like a separate whole achievement board for mm-hmm. that um it just I I should look it up sometime because I I bet it sold really poorly because I would have expected them to make a sequel and they just have never said anything about it again or even a port of some variety. Well, I feel like the the issue with a sequel is Sakurai's usually pretty busy with other things. He is, but I, Hell Lab still works on like a lot of the Kirby games, I think. Mm-hmm. I, actually, I don't know that that's the case anymore. I, yeah, I don't know I don't who know. makes them now. But, yeah, it's just... It, it, it is a very interesting Nintendo game because it was, I think, what marked for me like the first point where they started trying to do new and interesting things. Because, I mean, this is not like the original Kid Icarus, right? And I was wondering if they were going to try to reboot the Ice Climbers as well. Mm-hmm. They didn't do that. But, like, Pit was added to... Uh, Brawl? I think Brawl was the first one he was in, yeah. And I just remember thinking, like, no one knows who Pit is or Kid Icarus. And then they came out with... Uh, Dark Pit. They came out with Kid Icarus Uprising. And, yeah, Dark Pit is from this game. And then in the Wii U one, they really leaned into him having that same personality. And mm-hmm. they, they some of their moves incorporated, like, the weapons that were unique and came from Kid Icarus Uprising. And that's one of the things, like, Palutena's whole talking thing is why a lot of Pitt's taunts are Palutena, like, talking about the opponent mm-hmm. and, like, analyzing them in the same way that Snake does with his codex with the Colonel in Smash. And he really got a personality, whereas I don't think that he had one originally. Like, I, I mean, it's kind of hard to convey that kind of personality on the NES, so... They really made Pit a character and like mm. made Palutena a character and made Dark Pit a zone unique character. There's a couple other characters that I were pretty prominent, but I 
I can't remember their names. Like, there's this weird little girl. Is this, like, ancient Greek aesthetic or not really? I believe, yeah. The reason why I ask is, like, Icarus is, you know. Yes, and there are some other characters. Like, there is the Minotaur and Mm -hmm. um, a couple, like, Greek gods. But I can't. Is it Ares? I don't know. I have to to look it up now because I, there is, ooh, that's Brock. Um, (laughs) Surprise. There, Kid Icarus. Yeah, I, I, having not played this game, I'm just assuming, like, and I, I know from Smash, I know his look, he definitely has, like, a cartoony ancient Greek look to him, and to the point where he even has, like, a, a sword and, uh, a, a bow and arrow, I those are his two moves, right? Yeah, he that those are his main things in Smash. Right. Hades, Hades is the main villain guy. So, and, uh, so and then yeah. like yeah, the other villain like there's Medusa. Okay, I, yeah. I don't know if like Dinatos and Pyron are also actually Greek gods. I mean, maybe I th- like th- Pandora for sure. Is those the, are um, the Greek. We don't need to get into yeah, any, it. Yeah, anyways, it, it has a lot of, like, yeah, like yes, the Medusa yes. and all that stuff. Like, they, there was a lot of Greek stuff that was not in the original. I mean, mm-hmm. it's basically like Pit and the Eggplant Wizard. Okay. So, you know. The Eggplant Wizard, I don't remember being very prominent in Kid Icarus Uprising. Hades ended up becoming the main villain mm-hmm. pretty quickly, I think. Uh, so it is all ancient Greek yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Which is weird for a Nintendo game. Yeah, but I mean, they. I think they realized at a certain point that they can't coast on their. Well, I mean, they literally could, but I, I think they don't want to coast on their pr- current franchises forever. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I mean, Mario's always going to be popular. Zelda's right. always going to be popular. Kirby is, but then now they have all these other ones that people get excited for too, like Metroid, Animal Crossing, See, Met- even even Splatoon now. Splat- Splatoon, other than Kate Icarus Uprising, was the first game where I was like, oh shit, mm-hmm. Nintendo's coming up with a new idea? Mm-hmm. Like, holy shit. And now stuff like they're funding, they funded Astral Chain, right. stuff like that. They're, they're trying out all kinds of interesting stuff. And I, Kid Icarus, I think, was the first of that like modern era of like, oh shit, we're going to mm-hmm. keep trying a bunch of new interesting stuff. This, I feel like, deterred them a little bit until Splatoon came out, because I just don't think it performed as well as they had hoped. But I, I believe that Sakurai enjoyed working on it. Like, mm. I think he, yeah. He stubbornly stuck to a control scheme that definitely did not work well. No, I don't, I don't even know that Sakurai was the director. I think it was a different guy, but... Because, like, it was to the point where you didn't even mention, like, they had to, like, sell it with the holder... Yeah, it came with a holder so you could use, like, an analog stick, and it was, oh, man. Uh, yeah. It's very uncomfortable and very bad. It also came with a, uh... Or, no, it just came with a stand. It, it, the for, stand, yeah, yes, that's what yeah, I meant, yeah. like, the stand. Uh, but then you didn't have to hold it, and you could... I, I assume, like... I like my hands hurt really bad whenever I play an original 3DS now. I mm-hmm. bet if I tried to play that game, it would just be like, Ooh, "We done." After like ten minutes, it would be not mm-hmm. not great. And, and it's one of those things where it's like the Wii U was out at that time, or was it the Wii? The Wii was out during that time. Which they could have just put that on the Wii, I assume. Probably, yeah. I mean, for a mostly on rail shooter thing that then also could have analog control. Yeah, mm-hmm. the Wii, the Wii would have worked okay for that. Now I think it might be a little harder to port it to like the switch, switch unless you totally completely rehauled the entire 
thing. And that's probably why they won't, because it probably isn't worth it. And so that's a, that's another thing I was thinking about recently is Pikmin three use a lot of Wii U specific like touch controls, mm. and I'm like, oh, they probably won't port that anymore. But like Pikmin one and two are on the GameCube, so they didn't need those controls, so they could easily just make another right. Pikmin game. But I also I wonder if Pikmin like I, maybe Pikmin three. Well, okay, sorry, I know Pikmin three didn't sell well because it was a Wii U exclusive. Right. So maybe they're just afraid of that i don't i think they're... because they have all these newer franchises that i think could do well like i think if they made another kid icarus uprising it would be really cool i think if they brought back a new pikmin game it would be really cool i th- i will not be shocked if they do pikmin 3 the enhanced edition or something i i was talking about this with someone the other day now that uh, Tokyo Mirage Sessions, the mm. Fire Emblem Chimagami Tensei game, is coming to the Switch. There are maybe like two Wii like, U exclusive games, which is the Wonderful 101, which is that Platinum game. Even though Astral Chain would be the equivalent of a Platinum exclusive game. Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, I guess Bayonetta 2 was also. And, Bayonetta uh, 2 is. Oh, it's on the Switch. It is now, yeah. Um,. So yeah, Wonderful 101 and Pikmin. Uh, Pikmin 3. And Super Mario 3D World. Oh shit, 3D World and Xenoblade Chronicles X. I'm I'm amazed that they have not ported Xenoblade Chronicles mm-hmm. X because it had no Wii U specific functions except this map. If you want to get technical, Nintendo Land as well. I don't. Nintendo Land you literally couldn't have without the Wii U. That's the only reason I... Mario Party. The, but Mario Party 10, the sequel, you know, Mario Party 10. Right, and that's another one where it had that Bowser mode, and I don't know how you... Well, I guess you could just have multiple But, but like, that one, I like, the original Splatoon also is not, but Splatoon right. 2 is that yes. next. So Mario Party, I don't count. Okay. But, like, Pokken came over in an enhanced edition, Mario Kart came over in an enhanced way. I just... Smash. Smash, literally, yeah. I mean, it's... Yeah. It, it is different, but you're, yeah, it's... Essentially, it's, uh, I think a it's, better version of a port of yes, S- yes. Smash Four. So, like, yes, like Pikmin Three and like of the Nintendo like exclusives or like Nintendo like like in house uh, produced. It's probably just Pikmin and Super Mario Three D World. Which what are they doing? Because Super Mario Three D World is probably one of the best ones. It's so on fucking that. good. But I I wonder if the reason that Kid Icarus Uprising. Or a new Kid Icarus game mm-hmm. hasn't come out is because Sakurai and his team were the ones who took the initiative to really push for it. Right. And since now they're going to be working on Smash for the rest of all time since they announced more DLC characters, uh, perhaps they just can't, like, no one wants to champion it internally. Yeah. It's got to be hard for him because I assume he just kind of wants to make Kirby games. I I feel bad because... I want more Smash DLC, mm-hmm. but they need to let him rest yeah, and yeah. not, or, or do something else. That's what, yeah. Like, give give the man a fucking break. He can still make video games, but, like, let him do something Kirby. else that he wants. No. I, okay, sorry. I don't want him to do Kirby. I, I just don't feel Kirby anymore. A lot of those GBA games were really cool, but, like, I think I'm over Kirby. As a unless they totally drastically overhaul what Kirby is, on the SNES uh, games, Kirby Dreamland. There's two Kirby games. Interesting. Well, Kirby's Dreamland, ten out of ten. 
Yeah, there were two. There are definitely two Kirby on that list. Two Kirby's on that list. Kirby's on the SNES. Very good games. Mm. Kirby's now. I feel okay. Most of them have some dumb, unique gimmick, and that, to be fair, I haven't played one in probably since Kirby's Epic Yarn because that really put me off of Kirby games. Uh, they are they're cool. Yeah, I mean, I just not for not for me. They're for sure. they're too easy. Yeah. You want something a little harder. Yeah. Kid Icarus is just bizarre, though, because yeah. it's like one of those... Nintendo has a lot of franchises, so when people are like, oh, like, I want this Nintendo game and this Nintendo game, I feel like no one ever thinks about Kid Icarus. Mm-hmm. No one ever thinks about Ice Climbers. Which, no one ever thinks about Wrecking Crew. Shit like that. Which, I mean, how many people asking were alive? Oh, I'm I mean, Kid Icarus, yes. But just because there was a, a 3DS game. Yeah, and I bet there. I I actually know some people. I follow some people on Twitter who like love Kid Icarus Uprising, and they super want it to be remade or mm-hmm. remastered or a new Kid Icarus game. And like, I get that. Right. I am a fan of a lot of really niche bullshit. Mm-hmm. Deadly Premonition, and yeah, it it just is one of those things where Nintendo's a, a bunch of properties right now that I feel like are being neglected. Yeah. F Zero. They killed F Zero on the GameCube. Mm-hmm. Where the fuck's F-Zero? Every year, I, every Nintendo Direct, I always think, like, could there be another F-Zero game? Mm. And I just, I don't know that anyone cares or that they will make another one. I I would assume it would sell not great, but... But I, I, okay, I say that, but then every Switch game sells 800 billion copies because everyone on the planet owns a Switch now. So. Right. And every video game ever is being ported to the Switch. So. Well, yeah. I assume those don't sell as well, but I, I don't know. Because, like, I know a lot of people are like, this is the perfect Switch game. I'm gonna For just... everything? Yes, for a lot of things, I said. I don't I didn't see anybody say that for Overwatch, but that's, that's another story. The thing that bothers me is when now every time someone talks about a game, they're like, oh, this would be a perfect Switch game. And have, 90% of the time I just don't agree. Mm-hmm. Because... The perfect game to me is one that runs properly, and a lot of the things that get ported to the Switch just don't. See, I think their argument is, like, I this is something I would play on the go. And I'm not on the go in that way. No, like, we both drive to work, yeah, so come I, home. It would be very dangerous yes. if I was playing my Switch on the way to work. We play, I would say, probably 95% of the time at home. And that other 5% is when we're over at a family member's house. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. And so there is a convenience factor, I guess, there. But for the most part, we're just playing in our own house. Yeah, yeah. So. So, yeah, I think that's all I got about Kid Icarus Uprising. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a bunch it? of them will end up being like that, where it's like, I know about it, and I did play right. it, but I don't have, like... Well, there's not a lot. Like, talk about it for right. hours. There's not that much. But, right. I, th- that, I mean, that's a good length. That took us, like, 15, 20 minutes. That was exactly just, what yeah, we wanted. Go, that's so. what we wanted. Some I so the first one I picked up was Smash Four, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Oh no, yeah. we, oh boy!" I could talk about Smash Bros. all day, especially Smash Four. And then you picked up uh, Saints Row the Third. I did, and so I yeah, that that's one, another one that like I I could talk about that a lot because yeah. while I did not like Saints Row the Third, some people think it is God's gift to everything let me ask you this uh-huh how do you think i will feel about it do you do you think i will do you think it'll be too so too I, old or do you think i'm gonna like i think it might be too old so one of the things that i 
didn't necessarily think was funny about Saints Row the Third then was some of its weird referential humor. Mm-hmm. And like it's we're pretty far removed from yeah, that, yeah. so the references will be even more outdated. Mm-hmm. Like that think about this. That was when dubstep was first getting really popular. Yes, yes. We're out we're that's a long time ago. Mm-hmm. But then it's to the point where like dubstep has not been like overused and i'm not tired of dubstep anymore like there is definitely dubstep so you're saying it might come back around it'll come back around (laughs) so i just think i i don't know like i'm i i never beat saints row the third because i just like Mm -hmm. i didn't i I played it because so many people spoke so highly of it right and it was a it was free on playstation plus on ps3 and i i got over halfway through it and was like i'm okay which that game like everything that they talk about it does not sound like your type of game. No, and I, I so San Andreas was when GTA was still really goofy. Yes. Now we're just talking about Saints Row. Mm-hmm. And Saints Row took the goofy stuff from GTA and just mm-hmm. like ran with it. Yeah, yeah. Whereas then GTA was like, "Oh, but I'd like to be more serious now." Mm-hmm. And like I went that way, I think. Yeah, yeah. Because I GTA still at five, especially had some real goofy shit. But four was like very. They tried to make it. This is realistic now. Mm. So I don't know. But yeah, I, I could talk about Saints Row the Third a lot too, just because I of what it did to the industry and like how people felt about it. Right, I, right. There's there's a lot to it. So, but with that. I think we will end the podcast. Thank you guys for listening. Yeah. This is an appropriately length podcast. Two and a half is usually what I want to hit. We've been good at about or it. We have. We'll see how it pans out in the next couple of weeks. I, When it gets to the end of the year stuff, it's going to get out well, of Well, that, that's different. But, that's, but yeah. yeah. So, yeah. As always, the theme song, Sting Operation by the band Anamanaguchi. Check them out. They're a dope chiptune band. And mm-hmm. we will catch you guys in two weeks where we will be able to talk about Gears of War. Gears of War, Monster Hunter Iceborne, Borderlands, and uh, I think like 12 other games that I enjoy come out, but I don't know that I'll play them or talk about Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to get Borderlands yet or not. I'm going to get Borderlands. Because they only really have enough money to buy like one, mm. and I don't know if I'm going to buy Zelda or Borderlands yet. I've been kind of going back and forth on that one. So yeah, I, Zelda and Borderlands I will be getting, but I Which, don't know that I... I want to save Zelda, but I think I'm just going to play it right away anyways. Mm-hmm. And I oh, I don't know how I'm going to feel about Borderlands. Especially yeah. because uh, I won't be able to play it with anyone. And we'll be playing it mostly solo, really. Because if you don't get it, then I won't be able to play with you. And I was going to play with Nukio, but he will be gone for the first six days it's out. Mm. And so I'll be like... Eh. And then my other friends who would normally be way into Borderlands are like, I don't think I'm going to get it. I just yeah, like, just... I don't really care or they don't really have the time right now. And I'm like, fuck. My brother's going to get it on PC. So, I, yeah, I don't know. Well, your PC has to be better than his. his. It is. And it, I just, but everyone else that I would play with will get it on PS4. Right. So, like, I, you know, 50-50. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't really, I, I'm just not. I'm not excited about it at all. And that, no, that's like and they just a... announced their post-game plans, but mm-hmm. that's a whole whatever. Yeah, yeah. All right, we will see you guys yep. in two weeks. Otherwise, I'll just talk about video games forever. <laughs> Peace out. <laughs>